Greetings and welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, to episode, that's the bottom of the document, 348 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly gaming podcast for Words About Games. I am your host, Amy K. Alexander, and I'm joined this week by Mr. Daffy Moody. Hello. It's Friday, everybody. Literally. <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> You're supposed to tell them. <laughs> it's weekend for you, and I hope everyone knows knows that I wish everyone to have a good weekend. Except the Tories. Fuck the Tories. <laughs> so it's, that's, just, that's just at the beginning of the podcast and not the end now, right? And, and at the end as well. well and at the end. Right. Yeah. Until we get them out, Amy... We will, I will not stop until every last one of them resigns like they, one of them did today. <laughs> I caught that. I've been, I've been, I've been, my, my Twitter usage is going down and Twitter is where I, can, I get my information from. So I'm just like, okay. Like I've realized like it's getting less and less. <laughs> True. Like I'm definitely on there less than I used to be. For sure, like. Well, that's good. Yeah, probably. I am uninformed about things though. Like, no, no, now people are catching me by surprise, being like, "Hey, did you hear about this thing?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't." <laughs> that's me. That's me. That's me. Ever since I stopped being on social media, yeah, I'm just like, "Oh, okay, okay." So, <laughs> so I'm like deep down, slept so. I've got to make sure. Does it I... affect me? No. Okay then. Ah, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> there, there lies the difference between you and I. I think. Does it affect me? Yes, true. <laughs> yes, true. Yeah, you see things different than I do. Amy. You always have. <sighs> but anyway, how are you? Uh, still a little bit ill. <laughs> sure. But feeling a little bit more better than I was, and more. It's more that I haven't been sleeping very well. Okay. It's just a right pain in the backside. I haven't really, I'm sleeping around three, four hours. That's okay. all, really. I don't know what's wrong with me right now. I think I've been a bad influence on you. Maybe, yeah, if, probably, we, yeah. maybe if we stop hanging out for a few weeks, maybe you'll get your sleep pattern back to, to, to moody yeah, time instead of Amy time. <laughs> yeah, but we, only, we only really hang out once a week. <laughs> How yeah, but long we, can it go? But we message each other all the time, and, and you, you must be looking yeah. at these messages where I'm sending you at like 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning, like going, oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Now, when you say three or four, do you, do you like, is it inconsistent sleep or do you go to sleep late or do you wake up super early? No, I'll go to bed about 11. Um, it's more than I need to do more my body. I think it's because my body's still fighting uh, whatever I have. So my body's like, we need, we need hydration. Help. Okay, I give you hydration. But there's a, counter, there's a downside to the, the hydration. <laughs> I need to pee eventually to, in the middle of the night. So I'm like, but by the time I get back to the toilet, I'm like, I need more hydration. <laughs> so, so it's just kind of the productive. So like I get like, say about three, four hours yeah. and I'm just in and out for the rest of the night. Gotcha. Which is just not good. So it's the worst of all, well, this is that inconsistent Sleep. Yeah, basically, right. yeah. Yeah, uh, that's the worst right now, one. Right now, my, my bladder's an old man bladder. <laughs> it's, that's, that's the worst one, where it's like, you know, at least if, you, if you're, like, waking up early or, like, not getting to sleep till, till late, yeah, like, you've got all that time, right? Yeah. But when you're just, like, 
it's the same amount of time, but you're just lying there thinking about how much you need to pee in 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is going to be forever. <laughs> uh, what if I just wear a nappy to bed? Would that work? <laughs> just I don't lying. think I could ever do just, it. Just lying there going, ah. <clears throat> I know, like, you know, we, were, we were babies once and we just did it. Mm-hmm. We just did it. Just Nine did times it. out of ten. Yeah. Nah, I'm not a baby anymore. <laughs> Says with a giant Mass Effect and Alien thing, where I'm Bulbasaur that behind. That doesn't me. make you a baby. That makes you cool. <laughs> makes me cool. If, if, if that yes. makes you a baby, what the hell does all of this make me? <laughs> awesome. I appreciate you. Um, but no, yeah, um, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Just keep up the fluids. Keep going to the toilet. Take the tablets. Fill them all. We'll fill myself with more fluids and everything. I'm off like next two days, so. Fill her up, uh, empty her out. <laughs> basically, yeah. Hmm. Basically. Why is this yellow? I'm confused. Something yellow? On Discord. The, you know the Discord where the, like, the Discord apps are where you like the channels you're in? Like my thing has got a yellow line around it. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Have you got OBS open? <clears throat> no. Okay. OBS puts a yellow you? line around the around whatever it's capturing if it's on your PC. Close you. Oh, mm. it's not where it's back now. I don't know. I don't know. I click, on you... it, I click away from it and it goes off. It's fine. Can't blame me for this one. <coughs> I may have broke That's everything true. else on Discord, but I didn't break Discord itself. <laughs> <laughs> well, they haven't come for you yet, Amy. Yeah. They have not come for you yet. No one has yet, because no one can. Uh, how's your week been anyway? I hope all's been well with you. Yeah, it's not, not bad, I suppose. Like... A, I had a long stretch of work, so my week was basically just like a write-off. Yeah, <laughs> and like I get I get that back later, obviously, but like yeah, I didn't really do anything until yesterday when I did everything all at once. Like uh, I was talking to Phil about like because you know he's like oh what are you doing for your weekend air quotes we always use weekend ironically and um and I was like oh yeah on Thursday I'm gonna go and see John Wick four. In the, in the morning and then podcast in, in the middle of that and then series finale of Star Trek Picard at night and then you put those two the two of those things together John Wick and finale of Star Trek and, and I was like maybe you need to check on me on Friday and make sure I haven't died of hype <laughs> doing both of those things at once <laughs> more or less because Picard season finale was pretty darn good, I won't lie. It was pretty hype. It was. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole series. It was, it was nice. It was nice, yeah, just to have uh, overall consistently good live action Star Trek. <laughs> very, I, have, I was very specific with my yeah. words there. <laughs> uh, and everything like that. Um, like, yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to Strange New Worlds uh, season two. Um, I hope they take what they did well in season one and amplify it. Like, but I, I like it, but I hope they do express more with some certain characters that I think they were left behind personally in the last season. It's the curse we'll of the 10 episodes, right? It's like, <clears throat> yeah. On the one hand, it's great. Love, love mm-hmm. a shorter season when everything's not like 20 plus episodes. But on the other hand, it does mean that like balance is harder to strike, right? Or it's like, if you've got yeah. nine main cast members 
and 10 episodes, but you also have a storyline for like three cast members that requires multiple episodes. It's like, well, fuck. <laughs> I'll say one thing. What's more is that, yo, Picard did it freaking better than the Mandalorian season three this year. <laughs> fucking hell. I'm, s- I don't understand Disney. Uh, and I'll state this. I stated this on my podcast and my movie podcast years ago. I'm a Disney stooge. I am. I love Disney and everything. But I also they can be right old fucking a pain in the ass. I don't understand the 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 the, the episode num the, the 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 episode numbers they do with uh, with the Mandalorian. First episode, I think this year was like. 40 minutes long. Then the next one was 53 minutes long. Then it went down to 20 minutes long. Did you say 20 minutes? <laughs> well, 35 minutes, but basically it was like, take the credits, take the opening. It's like about 25 minutes of... of and, then, and I just... I don't understand it. I'm just like, just do a fucking hour. Just do an hour. Or just be consistent and do a 45-minute episode, which was, would normally be a normal hour of TV if you had the ad breaks in and everything like that. Yeah. So I'm like, why can't you just do this? Why be consistent, not be annoying? Um, I'm hoping that we're. I hope they don't do that with bloody Ahsoka. Like, oh god, Ahsoka looks so good. The, tra- the teaser trailer for Ahsoka looked badass as hell. But I'm a fr- I'm just worried as hell that it's going to be like 40 minutes. Next episode, 10 minutes. <laughs> 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 like, why are you doing this? <laughs> And it's just, yeah, like, Picard was like an hour, an hour, an hour, an hour, an hour, an hour, and it was just consistently good. Yeah, I have problems with the ninth episode just because of the certain things I was just thinking, well, eh, that's a bit lackluster by the end. But it was just consistently an hour all the time, and it was mostly badass all the time. Like, by the end of the series, I was in love with a ship I didn't like, guys. This is how crazy this was. It took. Called it. I think it was the. F- <laughs> bite me. <laughs> so episode three. S- S- uh, Star Trek Online. I want that ship on fucking Star, fucking Star Trek Give me Online. That ship. Get it now. I, I'll say this to you now on Star Trek Online. I will do sign up for a lifetime subscription. I know it's very expensive, but I will fucking do that if you give me that ship. Give me the New York Constitution class in Star Trek Online. Wow. This is this like is quite the reversal. Pounds. It's quite the reversal yeah. from ten weeks ago. <laughs> I know. I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You just you love something. That's great. It's great to see. You know, that's like, true. It's true. Mean, it's true. Hey, we sat on Twitch when they when they announced um, season three of Picard. Yeah. We were sitting on Twitch and they were like, "Hey, it's going to be Patrick Stewart, Frakes, and Burton, and everybody's coming back." And we both went. Fuck, I wasn't going to watch it because season two was bad. Yeah, because they brought everyone back. Well, they're bringing everyone back. And then I was in that position. I think I remember saying something. I'm ready to be hurt again. (laughs) Yeah, you did. You were excited, but you did say, I'm ready to be hurt again. If I get to see them all on screen, but judging by the quality of the previous two seasons, I was like, I'm expecting this to be bad. (laughs) Yeah. And then the first couple episodes were good. And I was like, this happened last time. Don't get your hopes up. (laughs) And then it just consistently... It was just banger after banger. And then by the time I got to like episode five or six, I was just like, oh, this might actually just be good. (laughs) Yeah. Surrendered myself uh, to the excitement. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Which is just great. Like, we wanted a great Star Trek. I'm excited. I I didn't. I'll state this right now for the finale. I didn't like the end credits scene. (laughs) 
the after credits or the end credits? The after, the after I was credits. I going to say, if you didn't like the end credits, there's something the wrong credits. with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, Marvel has made me just go end credits scene all the time. The after credits, yes. The after yes. credits, the post credits. Just because of what happened in the season two, that's all. And I was just like, oh, for God's sakes, go away from this, man. Give us... This was a perfect, perfect balance of nostalgia, of like the member berries and everything like that and whatnot. But I really hate uh, that was, word. I know, because <laughs> that's... Because that's what everyone uses now. Freaking Joe Medfoss used it on me. He still got his face slapped. I'll freaking <laughs> hearing about fucking member berries, man. Like, South Park yeah. wasn't that clever. Sorry if that's a <laughs> shocking revelation to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, yeah. Um, it's... Yeah, it was it was the right balance. It it uh, it served the legacy. It gave the legacy legacy characters a great send off, but also raised up new characters that we can all fall in love with. <clears throat> and I think that that's great and everything like that. So because we have to have a spin off, we have we have to have a spin off. We can't not have a spin off. And right now, <clears throat> this isn't just Amy's a Star Trek fan and she wants more Star Trek. This is me playing by capitalism's rules. The first time. In the history of streaming, that a Star Trek show was in the top 10 <laughs> for viewing figures. And you're telling me you're not going to continue that? Sorry, but that would just be mental. Well, instead, we're going to be. With the creator who did season three, please. With the creator Don't give me who the did creators season three. who did season one and two, yeah. please. Give me the guy who did season three. Nothing like, more. We've had a really, lovely, had a really lovely next generation send off. Let's. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, get, let's honor the legacy of, of some other Star Trek shows from the 1990s yeah. and 2000s. While also being about you know everything that happened yeah. at the end that set up, yeah, I want like um, looking back on it uh, with what uh, with what was the main ship throughout season three. Now looking back on, it, I'm thinking, of course she is. Mm-hmm. Of course she's <laughs> going to become mm-hmm. what we what what we've mm-hmm. been waiting for. Because she was going to become it, and that—that that, that, I loved that. I won't lie. By the end, I was just thinking, "That's amazing. That is amazing." Who called it? Who called it? You she called, called that, it. but I she did call it. before you that Shaw would die. <laughs> R.I.P. Shaw, and Seven would become Captain. Spoilers to the Picard. I'm sorry, I'm not going to hold back on spoil on it, but like, I won't spoil anything else. But yeah, like, it was it was a great send off. It really was a great send off. It balanced definitely. It felt like um. Uh, Endgame to a certain point to me it's like it was just a great send off mm-hmm. there's problems when you look at it deeper if you really want to go in depth into the type of things but it's like it's just a great send off to all these characters of this 10 episode story arc to the people who you love and even though I wasn't the great the biggest fan of the next generation crew I love fucking Patrick Stewart that may have sounded wrong that I love Patrick Stewart he's a he's just a fabulous actor he's a fabulous human being in general and to see him be able to embrace Star Trek how he did for being the most English person ever in a sci-fi show (laughs) and be able to bring out such great performances in that show was just it was amazing and and by the end of it even I was just like I get it, guys. It took me 35 years because I never really got it when it came to Generations. I admit that. Some amazing episodes in Star Trek Next Generation. Do not deny that. But yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a fabulous send-off. I can't deny that. That's cool. I like the I get it part. It's like I've always been there because of just like my history with Star Trek. So, you know, 
it was hitting it was hitting me where like you know it was sneaky you know Terry Metalis was a sneaky fuck with some of the shit that he pulled in 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 this series especially the last two episodes where he's like hitting me where I fucking lived but I was here for it it was awesome yeah yeah I could appreciate that really can and even though <clears throat> but I but I'll, I'll still say I will say this I love that they brought back that the person who played the queen I'll just say was able to do one final performance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, and whatnot. And rest in peace to her and everything. And, oh, uh, no, it was to, it was Alice Krieger. It wasn't Annie Wershin. I thought it was. Nah. Oh, they my named apologies, a ship, They named a ship after her, Annie Wershin, in the Oh, I apologize. I, I thought it was. The whole thing. Because she, she looked like her? Nah, the, the, it was Alice Krieger's voice, and it was... Um, Oh, that's my opinion. It was it was, it was a stunt person or something. There was somebody else oh. who was underneath all the prosthetics and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, at least we were able to honor her in some sort of way because she looked like it. That's the thing about. It. That's why I thought, oh, she's there. Wow, that's amazing. Because I know, like we've said, like you said on many occasions, they filmed series two and three back to back. So she like she was in season two. So yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it would have been cool yeah, if, it, if it was, but. No, like, like I said, they named, it, they, named it, they, named so. spe- they named a ship after us. So. That's cool. Which is fabulous. It had to be Alice Krieger at the end, I think. Just because of first contact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Given that the first contact theme was literally... Like, okay, well, you want to do non full unleash full spoilers? I'm going to unleash full spoilers. And I apologize if you've been watch- if you didn't want to get spoiled on Star Trek. Skip timestamps down below. Skip them. People who got mad that it was the Borg again. <laughs> or I was like, I kind of get it. They've used the Borg in every season of Star Trek Picard terribly. Like, one of my favorite lines is when she is, is Shaw just saying, like, forget all that bullshit that happened in season two. But <laughs> I was like, I'm here for that. I, done. <laughs> it's yeah, gone. Yeah, 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 but like, yeah. lit- the literal first thing you hear in Picard season three is is the, the captain's log from the best of both worlds. And then at the end of the episode, every week it was the first contact theme. I was like, how could you not expect the Borg? <laughs> I ex- expected the Borg or suspected the Borg or anything like that. I just thought it was lazy. I was <sighs> one of those people. I didn't hear it. I just thought, I get it. If it had like, been, you, you, I do get it. I do, and I see all the Easter eggs. Definitely, what you said, and definitely, I was just like, I was just personally just hoping it was someone else. And like by the end of the whole ten episode arc, I was just like, Chinchins were useless, and the Borg were useless. And hey, the Varric, who were useless. had an amazing actress to play Varric. You know they fucked you wasted, up, right? Like, wasted potential. This is the, on this that. is the first time the Borg have ever come up with a plan, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's how weird it is. <laughs> that's why it works. Their plan was really good. And also, like, if it had been any other show, like any other Star Trek show, and they were like, it's the Borg again, I would have been like, ah, fuck. But because it's this specific season where it's like, hey, we're bringing back the next generation and all of them <coughs> and the Enterprise, I was like, you know, I do. They had. They, I do get it. I really do get it. But when, like, like I was so hyped when, like, the reveal of the change happened in episode three. Three? Three? Yeah. Um, I was thinking, oh, shit, because we never saw them. Everyone was, like, saying, where was the Enterprise doing the Dominion War? Literally doing fuck all. <laughs> Mostly. Um, um, and everything like that. And we were just like, where's Picard and whatnot and, and everything. And it's just like, I can understand where. So we, so we were finally going to see something where they 
where they came to get against the changelings and everything. I thought we were going to get something like that. And we did from a certain point of view, but just by the end of it, I was just like, huh. But I can forgive it because it was just overall a consistently <laughs> great show yeah. for if, season three. If the last two episodes, if the Borg plot had have been bad, I would have been like, okay, you should have just stuck with the changelings because it wasn't. I can forgive it. Like that's, <clears throat> that's the thing. I'm dead easy with this stuff. It's just like, is it good? <laughs> like, did they do it well? Then cool, I'm in, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Because it was, when you look back at it, yes, I agree with you. There's no doubt about it. It was consistently well done. Um, but I still didn't like it. <laughs> but I'm okay with that. I, I will, Amy, you're coming down here soon. We've already said we're going to watch season three again. <laughs> on my brand new 4K OLED TV. <laughs> 4K OLED TV coming, coming in June. Get and we're going to be smashing the card season three out once again. Like, hell what the yeah. hell? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Well, no, strangely, well, it starts the week after I come down, which is a shame. Got to watch the first episode of that. Boo. I would like the ship to go. <laughs> Now, now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else we need to go this podcast movie it's video game time I'll it's have, video game time i need to remember i need to write a note for myself tag card spoilers in podcasts <laughs> take it away movie. it's your time to shine that's not yeah, it is. We you still we, do the main topic? <laughs> don't put me in like this. Don't, there's nothing to don't read. <laughs> okay, thankfully, thank God, at long last, the first ever accessibility summer showcase is going to take place on Friday, the on Friday, 9th of June, um, where both me and Amy will be reacting to that, which is going to be exciting. For both of us who champion accessibility and everything, and this is just an amazing thing. It's going to be. Hosted, I believe, by uh, Laura Kate Dale. Uh, the website open. Uh, what to expect? Well, there's a picture of her on the website, so I'm going to assume that it is, yeah. <laughs> It'd be weird if it wasn't. It would be very weird. How to watch. What games will be showcased? Info for press. Yeah. Well, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be aired on Laura Kate Dale's YouTube and Twitch channel. Which is fantastic. We're super champion accessibility and everything, and this is just fantastic. Going along with, obviously, we've got the Summer Games Fest, isn't it? Boom. You know, on the... Let me have a look. The 8th. <laughs> oh, I, tell you, I didn't tell you, did I? What? I blocked Jeff Keighley on Twitter. <laughs> what for? I had enough of his nonsense. Like, uh, I blocked the Game Awards last, like, at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, like... People kept retweeting Jeff Keighley's tweets as well. And then, like, a few of them were annoying me. And uh, and he re- they retweeted one. There's, like, this concert thing happening. Um, and it's like, well, you, you get music from all these games, including... And I just went, I'm fucking sick of you. Block. <laughs> that's fine. Sorry. You said, you, said, you said the thing, and I was like, I don't... I, don't. <coughs> I blocked no, 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 him. <laughs> but well, no, but like, it kind of gives us a chance for a little bit of a rundown. We've got, obviously... The Games Fest on June 8th, where you and me will be reacting to. We've got Accessibility uh, Showcase by Kit, Laura Kate Dale on the 9th. 
On the 11th is the Xbox Showcase. I think on the 12th is the Ubisoft one, which is going to be a fucking fun to watch. I can't actually wait to watch that shit all. I don't know what I don't know I don't know what version of Amy you're gonna get that day <laughs> that day yeah yeah several several different versions could come out <coughs> maybe all at once maybe not, all at once I'm looking forward to the Xbox one as well so they can tell me that Hollow Knight's coming out in the next twelve months again <coughs> won't believe you this time though Phil <laughs> you've burned me once before <laughs> I have a feeling I don't know why I just have this feeling. They're going to announce it, and it's going to drop that day. Nah. No. I don't know why. Yeah, it's yeah June 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, all respect to Team Cherry and the developers who are undoubtedly working hard on that game, but I'm allowed to be salty at this point. <laughs> I'm going to be you salty. You are allowed to be just for me, salty. Just for me. Where the fuck is my damn game? <laughs> Dead Island 2 all over again. I played I, Dead Island 2 at EGX in 2014, and I only just got the fucking game today. <laughs> on a different console that I was meant to come out on. Yeah, on an entirely new console generation. <laughs> so you're saying when the PlayStation 6 comes out, that's when Hollow Silk Song comes out? At least. Well, and then and plus a few years. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that is funny. But yeah, it's like it's oh, it's, it's coming up to the thing. Like we're we're coming close to it now. We're only set what six, seven weeks away from it. Yeah, fun, like, fun times ahead. Like we're gonna be meeting up, hanging out, having fun, tons of time yeah. recording, doing our thing, watching ourselves. Uh, like I've stayed on many occasions. We know Dino Crisis remake's not happening, nothing like that. Uh, but if a Final Fantasy IX remake gets shown off, I'm going to cry. <laughs> and I will and be if there. I get Dino Crisis remake, I might die. I might actually have a heart attack. Amy might have to resuscitate me live on during the podcast, <laughs> doing our reactions. <laughs> I don't know. I've never done reactions. Like, it's been a long time since I've done reactions in the same room as other people. Like, yeah. Obviously, since COVID, um, like, doing reactions has always been a, a, a thing. Either I do myself or you're in my yeah. head. You're in my headphones. You know, you're not, no one's yeah. there with me. Because, like, there is, a, like, it does bring out more energy when there's someone there other people yeah, there with does. you um yeah. i remember the famous xbox one x reveal everybody laughed at amy because she she was like oh maybe they'll call the 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 next the xbox one x because then the acronym will be xbox and everyone went that's stupid and then what happened <laughs> xbox one x i fucking stood up i threw my headphones on the ground because the cable wasn't long enough and i just started screaming at everybody in the room like ha, 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 fuck you i was right paraphrased <laughs> <laughs> never question me again <laughs> um, but yeah e3 e3 memories what a time um no it'll be fun there's gonna be a lot of indie showcases happening through the through the week as well um that yeah, i don't remember the all the digital thing i don't remember all of them off the top of my head yeah we've got the devolver digital thing there's like <clears throat> gorilla collective the wholesome direct probably some other stuff we're still going to call it E3. 
that's how it is. The not E3 shook us. Nah, I'm sick of that not E3. It was funny last year. <laughs> Two years in a row. I'm just calling it E3, right? It's easier to remember. <laughs> this old brain. The so long E3 shook us. <laughs> yeah. Good the night. Long and good prosper. night, sweet prince. <laughs> good night. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to an accessibility um accessibility focused showcase. That's really yeah. cool. Like get to see some cool games, but also like some cool accessibility features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Like, like we've been championing it for years now to bring more accessibility and thankfully like big game developers and publishers are starting to start doing this and everything like that. It's like what well, many occasions we've brought up uh PlayStation and Naughty Dog and everything like that, what they've done. Uh, Microsoft are doing it as well, like Forza Horizon. Oh, the last awesome. one was it? One. Yeah. Had some incredible accessibility uh, accessibility in it. Um, and yeah, it's just like seeing that is what we want to see. We want to see Champion and everything. And yeah, uh, I love this. I'm so excited to see this. Uh, and Laura Kiddale is absolutely a powerhouse. She's absolutely amazing. Uh, I one hope she the, gets more. One of the coolest people in the industry. She really is, yeah. Buy she a book. You should just... buy her book. <laughs> Who hunts the wheel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost finished. I like I'm, I've got that much left. <laughs> awesome. Are you enjoying it? Very much so, yes. Amy's it's... review of Laura Kate Dale's book right here, right now. What? But I've only read, a th- th- I've only read two thirds of it. Hold on. Keep talking. I'll see how fast I can read. She's <laughs> been sat here for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Don't good. lose your page. <laughs> I've got a bookmark. It's it's Ooh, it's sweet. a B and it says to be, be continued. continued. <laughs> That's the right amount of cheesiness that I like. <laughs> it's perfect, right? <laughs> yeah, it really no, is, no, no doubt uh, about it. I mean that. I will I want to talk about it on the podcast, but I'll like when I've obviously finished it. Yeah. Because it's a good book. And it's a video game book, so video game book. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, you 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 were talking about her, and I was like, I have her book right behind me. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I was just saying, like she's a powerhouse. I don't really know her very well or anything like that, but yeah, she's absolutely amazing. Uh, she's always championing this stuff like that uh, for accessibility and, and other things out out there that are important. And yeah, get go get a book, and uh, we'll go and check the show show that drops. I think five p.m. for us. Uh, did you just did your brain four. just crash there when I was yeah four <laughs> four, four, four p.m. 4 PM. Uh, in the UK I don't know what's that for rest West Coast or East Coast and the rest of around the world I don't frankly care either <laughs> because we're finally watching something on a decent time I know right not this fucking ten o'clock at night for Microsoft these rap bastards oh no ten o'clock listen right talk to me when you have to be on a stream. After doing a whole day of E3 and PlayStation are like, we're going to start. We're going to start at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, didn't st- I didn't stream it, but I stayed up and watched it all. And I was knocking myself yeah, just, right? as, just as much as you. So. E3 yeah, used to- PlayStation, I won't lie. As much as I loved like PlayStation and next something in their conferences, it, there was a twat that they were at two o'clock in the morning. I was like, and we know they were going to be like at least an hour and a half, if not two hours. So we ain't finishing until four o'clock. And if you're doing a podcast, you ain't finishing until about five, half five ish, if not six o'clock. If there's a lot to talk about, because it was E3, there was a lot to talk about. Of course, <laughs> there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, 
like my E3 was always a blur to me. Like we, I'd stay at Russell's because we had this whole setup. We set up a studio in his house specifically for E3. And then it would be like, it would be so funny, right? Because the three of us would be there for the pretty much the entire time. I just slept there. <laughs> there was one E3 where I play where I, I, I play through that Elder Scrolls card game on my phone for like for days. And then I never played it again after E3. And <laughs> but it was so funny. It was like we set it up, we'd do the thing, we'd be like, wah, 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 you know, as the streams were happening, and then the streams would finish, we'd be off and we'd all just be like. <laughs> like a lot of people would be like oh we're gonna go and play some games and stuff we were just like god bothered I'm gonna, I'm gonna just sit here quietly <laughs> for a bit oh the pizza's here awesome. <laughs> we ain't doing that people just so you know we're finishing and then we're gonna chill yeah. <laughs> like i'm probably gonna is... bed and then amy will probably stay in, in my my man cave and just play video games <laughs> if, there, if there's longer than we'll figure out a time it's if there's longer than a certain amount of time between two showcases the stream stops we're not gonna fill the stream in with video games <laughs> playing games yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, i'm too old for this shit i'm too old for this shit <laughs> i am there's no doubt about that we'll have to have a proper like talk about equipment and everything so yeah, off stream, but yeah yeah no it's cool but yeah um, but yeah e3 plans and stuff should be fun should be fun it'll be fun if nothing else oh amy i'm not looking forward just to hanging out and just chilling watching shows if we get some good 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 video games and now at the end of the day we're just there for the video games we're not for the the jeff keelys we're not blocked on uh, <laughs> blocked off from Twitter. <laughs> um, we're not for, for there for the Phil Spencers or anything like that. We're there for the video games. And like it's much and we're and whoa, I will say this. We are gonna be there for Laura Kitdale because she's amazing. And she this is her first show that she's doing this, and we're gonna be there championing her and celebrating <laughs> her and yeah. everything. So Hell yeah. Well, Amy, I think that's it for the... Yeah, we didn't really talk about the showcase. We just talked usual about... usual main topic we've E3. just done there. That's what happens when like, all... There's lots of news, but none of it's really big enough to sustain its own topic. And also, not, neither of us reviewing a game. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah. You were and like... And I won't either next week either, so... <laughs> remember when you were like... Remember when I, I was like last week? Or was it the week before? I was like, what do I play now? And you went, what about this chill six-hour indie game you've got on PlayStation? And I went, that sounds like a good idea. And then I went and installed a 50-hour game. <laughs> so Amy heard the opposite. <laughs> Amy heard what I said, but her brain computed something something more diabolical. It's, it, it's it, it ADHD in action. I fully intended to do what we discussed, yeah. but then yeah, yeah. then a game dropped through my letterbox and I went, ooh. <laughs> what is this? Why do I feel like I've forgotten something? <laughs> I forgot I asked for you. <laughs> oh, Smeg. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, time for Indie Game of the Week, Gaby. Yeah, it is. We would you like me to take this one? It's your ending game of the week, bud. <laughs> this They're is the Moody podcast this week. How's <laughs> last? The recognition I've been waiting for. I named an power. entire segment after you. <laughs> <laughs> the power. It feels so mighty. <laughs> this is what she feels like all the time. 
No, she just feels tired all the time. In <laughs> the <laughs> uh, game of the week is one that I have picked, and I'm going to shout out to my boss as well. I won't give him the says name because that's none of your business. I'm going <laughs> to shout um, out my boss. Here is his name and home address. <laughs> his name is bank details. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And everything, his car registration, the whole shebang. <laughs> He's a copy of his keys. <laughs> and his birth certificate. <laughs> what did you even get that? Uh, <laughs> in the game of the week, the Invincible. Rethink humans' dom- dom- dominion in the Invincible, a story-driven adventure set in a hard sci-fi world by Stan... Stanlil Lem? Just, I don't know. Uh, discover a planet to re- red Reggie three, as scientist Yasan Yasa, Yasan, use autumn automate auto punk tools tooling, tooling looking looking for a missing crew, and face unforeseen threats. Make choices in a f- psychological story, not philosophical story that's driven by science. Uh, published, published by Starwood Studios. Developed by Starwood Studios. Published by Eleven Bit Studios. Coming to twenty twenty three to the PlayStation Five, the Xbox Series X and S, and PC. Tell me about this. Wait, wait. How did you find it? Where did you find it? Why is it cool? <clears throat> so my boss found it uh, ages ago, uh, and we were talking about it, and um, he brought it up, and like, and he was just like, like he's like he's enjoyed. Like obviously one of the games that's coming out and everything coming out next week, but um he's uh, but he's a massive sci-fi head. Like he loves Star Trek. He loves Star Wars. Actually, let me rephrase that. He loves and hates Star Trek. He loves and hates Star Wars. He loves and hates Stargate. He loves and hates all the sci-fi, but he loves it all at the same time. He has a, he has a very interesting relationship with all these sci-fi's, but but this one he it screams to him so much because like um of what of how he. Love what he loves about sci fi and everything, and when it says like be driven by science, he's right all up in that. When I saw it, I was thinking, This looks visually stunning. I was thinking, Wow, this looks incredibly visually. And um, to think, um, what it could be going for here, I think, is a good story driven as well. Well, who doesn't like a good story driven adventure uh, out there? And yeah, we've been screaming for like a sci fi game for a while. Um, I think this could be it, Amy. It's not just me screaming about uh, my Star Trek game. Give me my Star Trek game. Give me my Star Trek game. But um, a Star Trek game. Jeff Keighley will are, show it. There are and many Star. Still, uh, there are many Star Trek uh, games. That's not the Star Trek game that I want. <laughs> um, cool. I like. But go and wish this on Steam. It trust me. It does mean a lot to the developer. Mhm. 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 Wish list. Wish list. Wish list. Wish list. Wish list. Indeed. Wish list. Wish list. I was going to say wish list this podcast, but you, you can't. You can in your hearts, though. You can in your heart. But now it's time for our halftime drinks to go and get. Drinks to go or and relief. get. Re- drinks or relieving to- ourselves a little bit. Drinks to go and get or relieving ourselves a little bit. Cool. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if that was... Time to fill something up or drain something. <laughs> Okay, I was about to make a joke. I don't know if there was a better way you could have said that, and then you found the better way you could have said that. This is going to be one of those podcasts that we have 
every once a year, I would say, where it's just weird as fuck. <laughs> weird as fuck yeah. When there's nothing to talk about, it's weird as fuck. It gets weird. It gets weird. But anyway, let's let's drain weird. ourselves and or refill ourselves. Refill Hopefully not ourselves, simultaneously. Yeah. I made a mistake, really. Oh no! While we were while we were draining and filling up, I opened Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> did he block you back <laughs> no that would be really funny <laughs> imagine if jeff keely was that sensitive he had like an alert ping up every time someone blocked him um no i so apparently something's dropped hasn't it that would be main story news doesn't it not main story news no oh. apparently the um the the like in the new horizon uh forbidden west dlc like there's a bit where like aloy is like queer <laughs> Like she can like romance a, a lady in, in the thing, and I was like, "Cool." Across the internet's gone, gone yeah, crazy. I've, and I've learned all this in the last five minutes. <laughs> and then naturally, this has prompted discourse Ooh. <laughs> from from the from the discourse people, where it's like, "Oh no, <laughs> my sense of reality." <laughs> like. I don't know what the discourse is. I've just literally just seen a bit of it on Twitter and I've been like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> For God's sakes, man. People need like, to just you, chillax. Just scared of grief, man. Just scared of grief on reality. Like, it's wild. It, like, the the discourse, was, the, the thing that I read, like the quote that I read, I don't know if it's an actual quote or if it's just like a summing up of... The di- what the the the, the uh, capital G gamers are saying, where it's like it would be more controversial if she was straight. And I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> These people live in their own little reality bubble, don't they? Yes. Like it's like that Stephen King thing in the dome, <laughs> and it's like that's where they live. <laughs> people are walking past, just much. just showing them actual reality, and they're like, No, no, that's not real. Gay people aren't real. <laughs> oh god! Wait, you're real then? <laughs> Apparently not. You're real? Wait, are we? Oh, wait, is this? Hmm. 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 <laughs> is this being a figment of is someone's this, imagination? Are we just a along? figment of someone's? This is what I'm thinking. Are we just a figment of someone's imagination? If so, now the question is, whose imagination is this? <laughs> and goddamn, get a better imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Like the most interesting thing that happened to me in this past week was I had to, I had a dream where I was married to Aubrey Plaza, and I got really angry because the grass cutters drove past my my window and woke me up in the middle of the dream. That was the most interesting. As well. That was the most interesting thing that happened to me this week. <laughs> imagine better, <laughs> whoever you are out there imagining me and Moody. <laughs> <We're> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we ready to go? Yeah, you, yeah, I recorded all of that. <laughs> oh, never mind. Um, let's get, well, let's crack on with the Moody's time to shine even more with Amy's disappointment. Nintendo Indie World Showcase. It wasn't a disappointment. You're putting words in my mouth now. This is the Death Stranding thing all over again, isn't it? <laughs> I watched the Nintendo did the thing. It was fine. Just because it didn't have Hollow Knight doesn't mean I was disappointed. All right. I've long since given up on seeing Hollow Knight in a, in, in a Nintendo thing. Okay. But anyway. yeah, I, I didn't watch a, any of this. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you've been sick. 
I have. Plus, Nintendo do that weird thing where they're like, we're, we're going to have a Nintendo Direct. Cool. It's in 10 minutes. What? <laughs> it's not in 10 I was minutes. probably at work or in bed. <laughs> it's not in 10 minutes, but you know what I mean. It's like, we're, we're doing yeah. a thing tomorrow. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. but I've got plans tomorrow. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? But yeah, no, it was cool. There were some cool games. Um, games that we have mentioned previously on this podcast. Games that someone may have bought on Fantasy Critic and then had to drop because they're, they're now coming out in early 2024. <laughs> but there was some cool stuff. Animal Well was there again. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a spark of recognition from you because you fucking loved this game <laughs> at E3 last year. I'm not looking it back up at all at yeah. this moment in time no, while that, we're talking about this. <laughs> me, me saying that wasn't a prompt for you to look it up so you could remember what it was. Um, it's coming in early 2024 now. And it looks <gasps> oh, fucking yes. sick. Yeah. And it's coming oh, to Switch. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Oh, it's, it's perfect for Switch. It's absolutely mm-hmm. perfect for Switch. No doubt about that. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Coming twenty early twenty twenty four. Supposedly, awesome. yeah, looks Supposedly, cool. Yeah, looks yeah. fucking looks cool. As a side note, I, I was watching. I, you know how I occasionally watch YouTube videos about video games, occasionally, and mm-hmm. so someone was talking about Hyperlight Breaker, which is the sequel to Hyperlight Drifter, but it's in three D now. So Hyperlight yeah. Drifter was like a pixel art, top down two D action game, and this is a three D action game. And they were talking about it, and they said, oh, you know, the art style looks fantastic for, for Hype Light Breaker. And I was like, I agree. It does. It looks fucking incredible. But then they then followed that up with saying, yeah, the old game was a pixel art game, and they've really leveled up the art style. And I was like, excuse me? Leveled up the art style. <laughs> Level- Someone's talking shit about pixel art. Now you know how I get. <laughs> Leveled up the art style, you, get you say. How'd you get him? <laughs> if I had known this content creator personally, I would have taken this chair and I would have hit them in the face with it. But I don't know this creator personally, so I couldn't hit them with a chair. But instead, I just got really mad about it and decided, I'm going to bring this up on the podcast when I remember. And I just remembered. Sweetness. <laughs> because Animal Wells Pixar looks, looks absolutely gorgeous. Pixar is some of the best uh, video game graphics out there. It really is. Um, it's a... Uh, it's a personal choice, there's no doubt about it for people who don't like it. You know, you're just wrong. We'll just state this, okay? Let's just be frank. You're just Not, wrong. They didn't do pixel art because they couldn't afford to do 3D or whatever. Did it because it looks nice, because that's just an art yeah. style. Yeah. No Animal Wells animations, though. Spot look, on. Go Look spot on, yeah. Go look, at the, go look up the trailer if you haven't seen it. I'm genuinely... It's genuinely one of my most anticipating games. Guess of next yeah. year now. <laughs> yeah, have next year now. <laughs> uh, what else? We got a couple of shadow drops: Tesla Grad Two and Shadows Over Loathing. I've played both of the the pre the pre predecessors to these games. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so in a in a in a in a fortnight of many many releases, did not appreciate dro- you dropping these right in my lap. <laughs> 
Mr. Sun's Hatbox also released out of nowhere this week. Not a fan. Not a fan of that. Got too many games as it is. Please stop it. Please stop. Please. Please stop shadow dropping games right now. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> not though, man. Time is finite. <laughs> no, but both of these games look cool. I enjoyed both of the games that of the previous that they were uh, that they were based on. And Mineko's Night Market has been in development for like 10 years or something. And it's now coming out in September. And I'm sure if if Mooney uh, had forgotten this game and needed to look it up or something, you might remember it from last year's Gamescom. Very cute, adorable art style. Looks very cool. I might have brought it up last remember year. Remember this? Yeah, easy. Yeah. Of course I remember this. Hell yeah. This is the thing. Like, I remember game titles, and you remember what games look like. So if I just say names of games, and you see a screen, and, and you and you go, "Oh, a screenshot! I remember this." <laughs> like, yeah, it's coming out in September. And again, it looks pretty cool. Surprise! No, I'm not going to say that out loud. Um, and that Boxing was it. Like, free two lost signals has got to do it. Yeah, I was about to say there was one more thing I wanted to bring up, and that was Oxen Free Two Lost Signals is coming out on July twelfth. Couldn't come out last year, could you? <laughs> hey, it looks good though. Like Oxen Free was a game a lot of people slept on in, in, in twenty sixteen. Like, not me. I played it. You know, I played it. <laughs> of course, you played it. If you didn't, then there would have been something wrong. <laughs> right? It's like then we would have been into the realm of is this the real Amy? Does Amy really exist? <laughs> could the play real Amy? Please stand up. Please stand up. <laughs> nah, go off camera. No one wants to see. No one wants to see that. Um, yeah, no, it looks good. It looks good. It's coming out in July, so that's just another summer's stacked. Summer's really stacked. Like the June July months. What's going on, man? They're supposed to be nice and quiet, nice and chill. But no, now we got to release all our games in June and July. It's all the money we've saved up since the pandemic that they all think that we have the money to be able to spend. Oh, yeah, all that money that I have to spend on video games, sure. Yeah, exactly. All that money. All that dough. All that dollar dollar. Oh, sterling, sterling. (laughs) (laughs) For us. (laughs) Penny, penny? No. (laughs) Nickels and dimes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was it. It was a good good thing. Go and watch it if you want to. If you want to, there's some other good trailers that came out last week. I might even talk about some of them and some questionable trailers. <laughs> I love doing this podcast. I don't know what's happening tonight, though. Please, Mooney, continue to shine. Let's do it. What are we doing? Let's talk Dragon Age. <laughs> Dragon Age? Dragon Age. Stray Gods. Stray Gods? Oh, I thought it was about Dragon Age. <laughs> no, the first two words in the headline are Dragon Age. <laughs> Would you like me to read it? No, ignore that one. <laughs> Why am I ignoring that one all of a sudden? <laughs> I thought it was about Dragon Age. I'm sorry. No, that's my fault. Um, no, go, on, no, go to that one. Go to that one. That's unfair of me. All stories deserve to be talked about. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why Let's we talk about an RPG called, called Street Guards that ha- that's now got an August release date this... that I've never heard of. Yes, you have. Again, look it up. What? We've talked about it on the podcast. 
<laughs> of course I have. This is from Khan Saren over at Rock Paper Shotgun. He writes, Dragon Age writer David Gator's new adventure game, Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, will now hit the stage on August 3rd. It was formerly known as Chorus and presumably changed its name to avoid sharing an RPS tag with Chorus. Corvus. The role-playing magical. Musical. Musical, okay. yeah. But after reaching its crowdfunding goals and finding a publisher, Stray Gods is ready for the limelight. Stray Gods is set in a hand-drawn, quote, modern fantasy, end quote, world where the Greek gods secretly live among us. One day, college dropout Grace gains the mystical powers of the muse, granting her the gift of musical persuasion, but the gods have also accused her of murder. From here, you'll be untangling a mystery, making impactful choices, and deciding to either charm or strong-arm your way to finding answers. Happily, there are a couple of romantic options, and you'll often break out into musical sing-songs when the time is right. By musical, not referring to games like The Artful Escape or Sayonara Wild Hearts, where music is accompanying your every move, Stray Gods is the musical theatre kind of musical where spoken words will weave in and out of songs, and characters express themselves with Broadway-worthy voices. Based on your choices, the musical numbers can actually split off into different variations, which is nice for multiple playthroughs. Best of all, the soundtrack has production from Austin Wintery, the man behind Journey's epic strings. The actual voices are centre stage, though, and your ears might recognise some of the cast. Actors from The Last of Us, such as Ashley Johnson, Troy Baker, and Laura Bailey are all here, just in case you couldn't connect a face to those familiar sounds. Okay, I've heard this good. <laughs> I thought you might. I, I My like, memory is really bad. I know, I know, I know. I was like, I'm going to read it, and I know you'll you'll remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When you got a voice cast like that, that's like just that alone should bring you to this game, basically, just to hear them again because mm. they're all amazing and everything, and singing and everything. And um, <clears throat> we've all seen Ashley Johnson sing. We've all heard Troy Baker sing multiple occasions on The Last of Us. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and yeah. it's like yeah, car. Uh, Oh, I yeah. may have been dismissive of it at the beginning. I do apologize for that. But um, this is oh, a this Dragon Age, great. no Mooney. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but um, no, this is cool. Like I have been saying for fucking years, ever since I played weirdly enough Saints Row: Gow of Hell, which itself was a musical, which anyone wasn't expecting at the time. That we need yeah. more video games that are musicals, not music games. And um, Sayonara Wild Hearts. You know, I have a T-shirt of it. I fucking love that game, but it's not a musical. I'm talking about full-on fucking everybody singing <laughs> and dancing games. Stray Gods is coming out in August. If y'all sleep on this, if I get to fucking August and I'm reviewing this on a podcast and I'm like, hey, I played Stray Gods, and I'm not, this isn't aimed at you, me, this is aimed at them. And you're all like, oh, what's Stray Gods? I've never heard of it. I'm going to fucking choke slam you through a table. <laughs> this is your warning. Stray Gods is going to be cool as fuck. Buy it so that maybe we can get more cool musical that is also a video game. You heard it here first, people. Chokeslam through a table. Composed of a material of my choosing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the inevitable happened ever since... Your favorite person, Amy, Jeff Grubb, said it. Suicide Squad kills another release date. <laughs> I'm glad you were more specific there because there's multiple Jeff Grubb-driven stories hidden in, in amongst this. Uh, this yeah, is from Ash Parrish over at The Verge. He writes, You could be forgiven for at this point for not believing Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is ever coming out. Rocksteady Studios of Batman Arkham series fame has delayed the game yet again. 
This is the second time the game has been delayed this year and the third overall, taking the release date from 2022 to May 26, 2023, to some later date in 2023, to February 2nd, 2024. Earlier this year, Suicide Squad was featured heavily in Sony's February State of Play, and it went really, really well. It was the first time players had an up-close look at the gameplay, and they were less than enthused. Turns out, an always-online, live-service shooter with a battle pass is just not what people want right now. According to the announcement, Rocksteady is delaying the game for another nine months to, quote, work on getting the game to be the best quality experience for players, end quote. Bloomberg reporter Jason Schreier, who covered the game's earlier delay, tweeted that this new delay is to focus on polishing the game, not to potentially change any of the live-service elements that are drawing fans' ire, which, no, you can't, you can't fundamentally change how, what a game is in nine months. Ask Bioware. Or ask me. Uh, no, you oh, can yeah. ask. Or, ask, or just ask, the, ask a game developer. Hey, Mo- oh, wait, I can do that. Hey, Moody, can you fundamentally so, change a game in nine months? Depends on the size of the game, really. If it's like an indie game, potentially, oh, maybe, yes. yeah. Uh, but a game that's going to be the size of this game, fuck no. No. What we saw at the state of play is what we're getting. It just might now just be a bit yeah. more polished. <laughs> so, so yeah, obviously you and me had like a small little funny chat between this and like and you asked the question of like, what do you think could they do? And like, they ain't going to be able to change this into a competent enough single player game in time <clears throat> to be able to do what they need to do. That, they, just, they just don't have the time. They don't. Um, they would need to basically, they would need a whole, probably a whole two years to do this type of thing. At least. That's probably bare, at least, yeah. They might just need to start again. <laughs> yeah, that's basically them starting again. <clears throat> when this has already gone, start, stopped and started so many times that we've heard, it's like, come on, man, it's really ridiculous. So, so for me, there's only one thing they can do here, and that is one, but well, two things as you added one of them. Um, polish the shit out of this. This has to be the most polished game out there ever to drop. <laughs> ever. Uh, better than God of Raw freaking Ragnarok. And that was fucking polished to a T uh, when it came out. Um, and then basically you need to have so much content prepared for the next 12 months ready to drop and have a proper timeline for people to be excited for and everything for the people you want to get in to play this game and whatnot <clears throat> and and more than just one character to drop with them you need more than just one fucking character to change this up for them um to be able to hopefully try and be some sort of success success for them <sighs> we've said it on many occasions we've spoken about it on many occasions of like Peers of service type games that just don't aren't working. They aren't working to what the people, the developers, or should I say, the capitalists have wanted it to do. We've seen it on many occasions. So many games have literally crashed and fucking burned. Literally, Avengers, the biggest IP out there, bigger than anything in video games, it's crashed and burned and died. Like, Bioware went all in on a great a game that, concept-wise, sounded great. Execution-wise, along with everything else that um, uh, that was reported and everything uh, by um, Snyder, was it? Snyder? Yeah. Um, Bioware magic. 
yeah, Bioware magic and everything like that, it was a shit fest. And like we've seen it, so like the only ones that are really standing the test of time is Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, Destiny two. Um, I know, I don't know. It's like a lot of people may miss throwing like Warcraft. Yeah, well, uh, Warcraft. And, there's, there's, and, there's, there's a few. Cause, like, there's a, there's a you, few, but when it comes to... They were so niche, and now everyone's trying to make it... They, the capitalists are trying to make them so mainstream yeah. that's just not working for them. Like, there's another one we're going to be talking about later on um, that we've heard nothing about whatsoever since it came out, what, two years ago, and everyone's like, thinking, oh, my God, it's probably going to get cancelled or crashed or anything like that. Like, it's going to be a very interesting thing to do what you're going to decide on. Yeah, like, to just to jump on to that point as well, it's because, like, time is finite, right? Like, you can make, you like, there's lots of, like, live service games that are healthy, right? Like, Sea of Thieves is healthy. It's not massive. It's not, like, Destiny, Final Fantasy XIV, World of Warcraft numbers, but it's chucking along, and it's got players. And, like, there's tons of games like that. No Man's Sky is another great example of that. But, like, when you aim for the biggest possible like numbers time is finite like money isn't the issue here <laughs> like the thing about having the thing about being able to release loads of single player games um like like most publishers do is like when you're finished dead space for example you didn't play you don't have to play it again you, you can go oh cool what's the next thing resident evil 4 cool i'll play and buy that okay what's the next thing oh legend of zelda's coming out Life service games are designed to be constantly played. So, like, Destiny 2, for example, it's designed not necessarily to be continuously played for 12 months, right? Because that's why they keep you bring out expansions and new content. Because you play the stuff, and then you lapse, and then you play it, and then you lapse, and then you play it, and then you lapse. But people can only play a couple of those <laughs> at most at a time. Yeah. And they got to pick what they invest in. Like, so many people are, are, are so invested in Destiny 2... That, like, if you bring out Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, unless it's, like, fucking game of the year level shit, they're not going to... They might People might play it and then go back to Destiny. Like, that's what happened to Avengers. Plenty of people played it and tried it out. People There were people like me who played the campaign and went, cool, that was fun. What's next? And then there were people who went into it thinking maybe this could be a new live service game for me. Oh, it's not as good as the live service game that I've been invested in for the past 10 years, five years, whatever. I'm going to go back to that. And then you play it. You're playing. You're almost playing Russian roulette with yourself at that point where it's like, okay, well, we'll get everybody back with the next lot of content. But will you? Maybe. You probably won't get everyone back. And depending on how the game goes at launch you might not get very many people back. And again, that's what happened with Avengers. And Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is so far away from what a lot of people who are fans of Rocksteady, fans of DC Comics in general, like fans of these characters, that's so far away from what they w were hoping for that it leaves a negative impression before the game even comes out. So, the same what happened with Avengers. Avengers showed yeah. and had a negative uh, impression when it was revealed and everything, and it never bounced back. Yeah. And this is going to be, I hope not, touch wood for the developers and team who are working their asses off probably to try and get this sorted, but it probably will crash and burn, which is a shame to think that. When you've got, and I said this when we talked about the reveal in February, when you've got all of these characters with all of these wildly different power sets and skill sets and abilities in the comics or movies 
and then they're all just flying around shooting guns at glowing like spots on tanks. I mean, right there and then, you've you've created yourself a problem. Yeah. Because I don't want to play a King Shark flying through the air with a shotgun, shooting weak spots on tanks. I want to play a King Shark beating the shit out of Green Lantern. You know what I mean? Like, God, like, whoever. Yeah. Like, that's what I wanted out of the game. And that's, that's not what I'm going to get. So Suicide Squad Killer Justice League, whenever it comes out, is pretty low on my list of... Like my priority list, and I've loved anticipated, yeah. all of the Batman games that Rocksteady have made. <laughs> so, like, I don't know what that says. You know, it's just like I love these games. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, but because of because of I've loved the games that they've made previously, but only to the point where it's like I'm going to see what other people say about this before I dive in. And that would have definitely been true if it came out in May, because that was two weeks after Zelda. <laughs> Like that game was gonna get fucking buried. <laughs> <clears throat> it's an interesting thing, isn't it? It really yeah, is. It's just weird. It's just like <clears throat> the games industry is so weird because of how long games take to make. Like games like this were being were, <clears throat> were trending. Like they were the hot thing when when Suicide Squad Killer Justice League went into development, but obviously they're not such they're not the hottest thing anymore and so many games fall victim to this where it's like you start a game develop if you start a game development like two years ago right put a game in development because among us was the hot shit right and everybody wanted to the next among us it's like among us is already not the meta anymore but there's probably games in development that have gone that way that have gone that way and aren't gonna do as well yeah that's the thing about it the the niche thing comes around so fast and goes so fast it's unbelievable mm-hmm. um <clears throat> yeah i uh, we'll see what happens for it i hope legacy like I, I hope touchwood i hope they come out and they show us and it's 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 the suicide squad and the fight and the flash and there's totally fucking some cool badass like mechanics i hope it was just a bad showing and not Show like a, a, a typical showing of a game that doesn't look great, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, hope it was just a bad showing, but we've been down this I path before. <laughs> we really have, yeah. Um, let's go Redfall. Redfall, Redfall will only launch with quality mode on Xbox. This is from Marcus Dior over at Game Informer. He writes, Xbox fans eager to jump into Redfall next month, will initially have to make do with only one graphics option as the game won't be launching with a performance mod. In a tweet, Arcane reveals that only quality mod will be available when the game releases on May 2nd. A 60fps performance option is coming at an unspecified date, but until it does, here's how the game will run depending on your hardware. On Xbox Series X, it's 4K at 30 frames per second, and on Xbox Series S, it's 1440p at 30 frames per second. Now, you know, I don't care about frame rates. Like I love yes. games running at sixty frames a second. I'm fine with playing a game running at thirty frames, thirty frames per second. Like so, I just yes. I want to get that right off of my chest for, for for anybody listening or watching. I'm not here to go <laughs> thirty frames a second game because I'm just not that person. I just find this really interesting. So do I. No, uh, I I'm right there with you. Like oh fucking hell. Zelda's going to be in 30 frames a second for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Zelda's going to be 30 frames. Most Naughty Dog's games are th- are th- uh, were 30 frames, but they looked fucking stupendous. 
I think this game's going to look beautiful in 4K30 or 1440p30. It's going to look incredible. There's no doubt about that. I have to question this, though, at the same time, of this, like, you're owned by Microsoft now, guys. You've got billions behind you. What's happened for this to happen? It's... And I... I, oh, I, don't, oh, I don't know what's going on there or anything like that, but uh, it's just like, you've got all this backing and you can't release 60 frames performance mode for the for when it releases in, a, what, a couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, it's like literally a couple of weeks out at this point. So I'm just a little bit curious on that. What's happened between the, the their talk in, what was it, January? Because this was a feature. This was a, con- yeah. a confirmed feature was they were going to have a performance mode, <clears> which is just standard for AAA games on modern consoles. It's standard. There's always, like, I, I just started a game where it was like, do you want performance mode or do you want quality mode? Like, and I always pick performance. Like, it's weird for a game not to have it, but it's we- even weirder for a game to say it's going to have it and then say it's not going to have it at launch. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, funny. it's just quality mode is the one that usually suffers at launch of a game that's like buggy and unoptimized, right? It's like, you know, you always pick performance mode because you don't want the graphics set to the highest possible fidelity because you want the game to run better. Which is why it's weird that they're like, no, we're going to have quality mode, but just not going to have performance mode. <laughs> it's like, what yeah. happened to performance mode? <laughs> I, I don't know. I That's the thing about it. It's, I can't even reliably say, oh, the game might just be unoptimized and be a bit buggy at launch because that's not what they're setting the expectation at by saying they're going to have performance mode active in the game. I games, uh, I hear, that's going to be the same fucking thing as what I've just said with Suicide Squad. And this game's going to die. It's going to crash and burn. I think it'll have its big push in the first two weeks or something like that, or three weeks, where people will be playing it in FN9. And they'll may get that small little core audience who will love this type of game. And I will champion that every time for everybody. Games are so different and unique, and you you gravitate to them to however you like to because of what you want, what you like in video games and everything. But ever since I've saw this game, I've just been like, I am not one hundred percent sure on this game whatsoever. We've just had Back for Blood, which is sadly, which sounds like it's crashing, it's dying because I don't think they're going to put any more uh, well, updates into Blood, it anymore. Uh, because people. So like no, they're not. They moved. They moved on to the next game. Back for Blood was wasn't a live service game. It was a co-op game that they released expansions for. And now they're done. <laughs> yeah, I know that. But this yeah. is. But I. But I do. That's fair. I do understand where you're coming from. But I do feel like this is still in the same type of vein of it of that Microsoft. It's just. It's really weird. It's like a Microsoft trying to force this out because everyone's saying they don't have games. Redfall, like Redfall's that? a weird pitch, right? Okay, so I'm going to say some stuff about Redfall, and I'm going to let me just set the context for anybody who doesn't know, like, that I am a fucking huge fangirl of Arcane Studios. I just released late last year a 50-minute video on Dishonored because I fucking love that game so much. Um, and I know people who work at Arcane Studios, and they're just amazing people. But, like, this game is... like the When I first saw this game revealed, it was a... It was a, it was a, what do you call it? It was just a trailer. There was no gameplay. There was no hint of what, there was like little hints of what kind of like powers certain characters would have. But beyond that, it was just like 
proof of concept. It's like, it's a world, there's vampires, go fucking shoot the vampires. So I was like, cool, like, benefit of the doubt, right? <laughs> like, these guys have made fucking an, uh, enormously fantastic games. And then, like, you see, I've seen more and more of it. Like, there was a gameplay trailer that got released last week or the week before, something like that. And, like, I watched it. And, like, there was a fight with a with a, a mini-boss. I think it was a mini-boss. And it was just, like, this looks bad. Like, this this looks not... This does not look like something I would want to do in a video game. <laughs> like, you know, it's a tanky boss. It's teleporting all over the place. But its AI is not amazing. So it's not really challenging you in any way. And then, like, you've got all the, the minion vampires are running around. And it's just like, they're just like cannon fodder. Which is fine. You know, cannon fodder enemies in a, in a video game is fine. As long as you've got the... Not everything has to be Dark Souls. But I was just watching it thinking, I if I was holding... And I was trying to think to myself, if, I'm, if I was holding this controller right now, like, how would I fe- how would I be feeling? And obviously, I can't answer that question until I'm holding a controller. But at the same time, it was like, this, would be, this would f- wouldn't feel very satisfying. So even I'm coming around... What I'm saying is even I'm coming around to the point of, like... They're trying to pitch it as, like, it's a bit like Far Cry, but it's also got this online co-op thing that makes it seem like it's a back for blood left for dead type thing and confusing messaging around it being always online or not and then like oh the levels are designed like the levels from dishonored or death loop but like it's not just the level design that makes it it's what you do in those levels and what you seem to be doing in redfall is i don't know man like i guess i'm just talking myself around in circles to say like I'm going to download it <laughs> and I'll keep it a shot. But like, I'm less hope. I'm getting less hopeful the closer to release that we get, that this is going to be something that's going to grab me in the same way that previous arcane games have. And I'm, I'm all for studios making something different, like from what they normally make, but this is so far removed, not just from what arcane have made in the past from my eyes, having not played it, but it's also so far removed from a kind of game that I would want to play that I'm just like, oh man, oh you know, just oh man. <laughs> no, I understand where you're coming from when it comes to that. Like I don't have that affiliation when it comes to King compared to what you do and anything like that. Like there's no doubt, but I have noticed like that this does seem like a deep departure from what they've done before. But it also, but also the departure is to to to, to things that we've already seen before. And for a genre for me, that's not, I think, slowly going away and everything. It's a weird, it's a really weird uh, thing for it. I just go back to the thing of this, like, are Microsoft, like, panicking a little bit that they feel like they don't have any games out right now and they have to get this out before at least E3 for them to start properly talking again and everything? Because that seems like that's when, it obviously, you know, you mean June, well, I mean June. What you got to remember is, as well, like, we praised Microsoft last year at E3 for doing the whole thing of, we're only going to focus on the games that are coming out in the next 12 months. Fucking phenomenal idea. And we even both knew not all these games are going to come out in the next 12 months because that's just the nature of game development. But they showed three big games <laughs> at that show. Redfall, Starfield, and Forza. And if Redfall got delayed, none of those games would have come out. <laughs> So yeah. I can understand why they might be a bit anxious about that because it's like you really fucked up the marketing 12 months ago by saying these games are all going to be out and none of them are out. 
There's no doubt about that. That's that that's an on them thing type of thing. But if that means you're pushing out a game that's not going to have the the stuff that you said that will happen day one, then that's a problem as well. Oh, absolutely! Like a hundred percent. Like I'm I'm all for delaying games. Like if you got to delay Redfall to make it everything that it can be, do just do it. Don't even think about it. But. It's because it goes to the argument of like the the idiot gamers online. Like I haven't seen any of this because if it if it, it might not even go on offer anything like that. But like it, like the Xbox is always go the Xbox is always go to PlayStation. Oh, your games are only thirty three a second. Do, 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 and everything like that. And it's just like yeah, they come. You've just <laughs> your faith in a, co- a a capitalist corporation has served you well, <laughs> so well. Oops. If this is happening online, you know, and it's just like, but then it just goes back to the whole thing of just like, like I've like been saying for a while now, just like, do is is the words of infield we trust really viable anymore? Well, I mean, we've kind of been sort of talking about it, right? Of like. Like, is something wrong? Like, at, at something's Microsoft wrong at right Microsoft. Now. There's no doubt about it. And I, I'm sorry for putting in. I'd got, and I won't lie. I, I feel like it's got to be because of the whole fucking Activision thing as well. Because they're getting the probably getting caught. He's close. He's probably getting too pulled in different directions, trying to do other things. And his team, what he's built, aren't doing the things he needs them to do. Yeah. Maybe potentially. Not, this is all speculation. Yeah, it's just and and again, I'm not just ba- we're not just basing this based on a couple of games that haven't come out. Like, I mean, for starters, it's like a dozen games at this point that have sort of been announced and then almost disappeared into the into the fucking shadow realm. But it's based on the things that we're hearing. Nice from, reference. <laughs> it's based on the things that I we're see. hearing from uh, from from the different from different studios and how they're being run problems that are happening in individual microsoft studios and maybe we're putting maybe we're like maybe we're just putting together a, a, like things that don't need to go together but like combine it with crystal dynamics issues with perfect dark and the issues at the state of decay developer and seeming issues at red at the redfall developer and where the hell's fought and motorsport and what happened to halo which we'll get into in a bit and <laughs> You know and what I mean? Starfield and everything, and, you know, yeah. And Starfield is it's that's just Bethesda, dude. <laughs> Bethesda does this every single They're time. They're under the Microsoft umbrella, so he gets <laughs> he gets but, they take the hit for that as well. But like it's like at what point do you see lots of different things happening and go, hold on a minute? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Like at the end of the day, like <clears throat> winning Q is everything, and if this comes out and it's a massive success. That's fantastic, and I'll champion that all the freaking way to the hey, to the bank and everything. But like, hey, I, this week, this past week, I've been enjoying a game I didn't think I was going to enjoy on the slightest. So you know, weird things happen in the games all the time. Weird things that do <laughs> happen. There's no doubt about that, Amy. You want to know what's weird? What's weird? Well, it's not weird, but. The Halo franchise. She brought it up. Let's just go to the Halo franchise. <laughs> the Halo franchise. This is the thing we talk about every few weeks. Did Halo- they put in a sprint button? Shut up. Halo's <laughs> franchise director, Frank O'Connor, <laughs> looks to have left Microsoft. This is from Vicky Blake over at Eurogamer. He writes, Following recent reports of Halo franchise director Frank O'Connor's departure from Microsoft after nearly two decades working on the iconic series, the company has made it official. In a statement provided to Axios' Stephen Tortillo, Microsoft said, quote, 
We thank Frank for his numerous contributions to the Halo franchise and wish him well going forward, end quote. There's still no word on where O'Connor is heading next, but his updated LinkedIn profile points to a new franchise creative director role at a currently undisclosed Seattle company where he'll be, quote, creating rich story-driven entertainment experiences across multiple media, end quote. O'Connor's departure from Microsoft follows a string of high-profile exits from 343 Industries, including Halo Infinite's multiplayer creative director Tom French and former Halo director Joseph Staten. Veterans of Halo development at Bungie and 343 Industries, Staten left Microsoft's blockbuster space shooter, at blockbuster space shooter franchise in January. Excuse me, but it was reported at the time that he would remain at Microsoft. Other recent departures include David Berger, who served as lead developer on Infinite's ambitious slipspace engine technology, and 343's boss Bonnie Ross, who announced her own exit from the company after 15 years. Microsoft also cut, quote, at least 95 people, end quote, from Halo Infinite developer 343 Industries. The list of those now left without a job includes, quote, dozens of veterans, including top directors and contractors, upon which the studio relies heavily, end quote. Temporary staff members were also affected, with their contracts reportedly terminated with, quote, just a few days of war. End quote. Typical clear out sale, basically. That's what's basically what's happening at 343 Industry right now. They're clearing the decks. They weren't happy, obviously, with what's happened with Halo Infinite and that sure. the lack of content updates for it and for the fans and everything. And they are now, they've just made the decision clear the deck, bring in a whole new team, move over to Unreal Engine 5, which which, which we, you, we, you and me have already idea. reported that they're going to do, which is a great idea, let's just be frank. Unreal Engine is an absolute incredible engine. Um, and so that's basically what's happened. They are clearing the deck. They are slimming the team down, which I hate to hear because people have lost jobs here and I hope they land on their feet and everything uh, in the future. Yeah, but yeah, they're clearing the deck. I'm just going to say it. I hope the people that have lost their jobs <clears throat> below the executive level, I hope you land on your feet at better managed studios because Jesus fucking Christ, this is the third time. And I hate having to go at studios for making games that turn out not to be great. But th- this is the third fucking time 343 have stepped up to the plate to make a Halo game and completely fucking whiffed. And it. It's frustrating as a fan of the series and the franchise. It's frustrating to to have to to get Halo Four and hey, the story's really good, but the game just didn't hit. But it's fine. We're gonna fix it for Halo Five, and then Halo Five comes out, and it's just a fucking train wreck. But it's fine. We're gonna take extra time in this new engine to make Halo Infinite be the one. It's gonna be the Halo platform for the next ten years. Don't worry, we've got this. And they just fucking whiff that one as well. And at a certain point, it comes down to just piss poor management and i've mixed my words a bit and like you know i like try to be like positive and optimistic you know when it comes to this kind of thing but like it's been it's it's been a long time in the wilderness and frankly i'm just frustrated at this point you nailed the campaign you could have built from that but you you, like but the management have chosen to go in a different direction which means now we're going to get the fourth fucking attempt to revive the halo franchise and how many people are even going to be left who give a shit? In five, six, seven years, when they release Halo Infinite 2, this time we really mean it. Like, how many people are actually going to give a shit this time? That's what I would call it as well. Halo 2. This time we really mean it. Yeah. <laughs> it's... 
like how I like both you and me love Halo 4. I love Halo 4. Story in Halo 4 is absolutely incredible. It is an amazing sci-fi story, which I thought worked so well mm-hmm. and brought brought much needed character to both the main characters, which which I've said on multiple occasions for this. I absolutely loved it. Which they threw Halo in the 4. bin for Halo 5. Yeah. which caused its own problems. And then they brought it back in Halo Infinite, but then the multiplayer didn't live up to anything. Like, And it's just like, why does this keep happening? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. It's, it's a management situation. It's a ambition and it's situation i think i think sometimes you may be just thinking are we we being a little too ambitious type of thing it's like yes i know halo is like halo is the halo is the the mascot for microsoft for xbox there was a time the first thing you see Mm -hmm. on when it comes to their little advert the thing with the with his helmet and everything and he is such a dead character in a dead franchise right now, which is such a shame to think. Like, I may not be the biggest Halo person at all. I'm not. I admit this <coughs> for it. Can't confirm. But, I was with him when he played the games. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I appreciate its, its, its existence in the, the video game industry. It's, it's history. It's, it's a historic franchise that Microsoft are absolutely thrown in the bin right now just because it isn't hitting certain numbers that they want or something. Or maybe they just decided that... They obviously decided that saying, yo, it's literally three strikes, guys. Three strikes, people. Time to clear the deck. You're all out. Which is, again, a disgusting shame because it's not... For the people like I, I see, what I understand why I, I, I understand hear what you're saying, like the people who are at the corporates who are just the developers trying to create this game... You've lost out on something that wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. You were just given direction to go in this way and everything. And it's just sadly slapped them all in the face. And it's really unfair on them. I hope, like, we've seen on many occasions games that have changed it up enough that they've gone in a different di- direction. <clears throat> God of War. That this one I can think of right now from the top of my head. Sure. I'm sure you, sure you can bring up other ones as well. That have rejuvenated the franchise and made it a legendary Whoa. franchise even more than ever before Halo can do that God but they have to maybe make a before. decision uh, uh, excuse one more point give me yeah. one more thing before I let you go <laughs> I think they have to I don't know if they have to make a decision on just concentrating on an incredible story and doing a story and forgetting about a multiplayer no that would no <laughs> but you bring up an, an excellent point which is I don't like Halo right from as a franchise right i'm listening i'm listening to halo novels on audible right now that came out around about the time of of between halo 3 and 4 um fantastic novels by the way by karen travis um but like halo has what halo has lacked since bungie handed it off to, to 343 industries is strong creative vision it was a strong creative vision that basically resurrected god of war like God of War, if God of War 4 had been more God of War, it wouldn't have been as big as Ragnarok, not Ragnarok. God of War, it was just called God of War, wasn't it? That the, the, yes. 
that God of War would have been. Like Halo God needs of War, God of War Two, God of War Three, God of War. Halo needs Halo needs Halo. Need, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. God of War, God of War, God of War, God of War, God of War. It's like how it's perfect dark, perfect dark zero, perfect dark. Um, or how Prey is followed by a sequel, Prey. The <laughs> I know it. I love the video game industry. It's so normal, but like. Halo needs its Terry Metalis. We were just gushing about Star Trek Picard Season 3 and how it was focused because it had a strong creative vision. Halo needs somebody to come in with a strong creative vision to rejuvenate the franchise. Like, And it needs multiplayer. It's just one of those things. It's a franchise that was built on multiplayer as well, the single player. But like, it doesn't need to be anything fucking fancy. <laughs> it just needs to be Halo. Like, the Master Chief Collection still being popular in 2023 proves that it doesn't need to do anything fancy to still be popular. It could just be Halo multiplayer. Like, Is it because they didn't update it enough? Because, like, you played the Halo Infinite multiplayer and you were, you were gushing about it. I was fine. It the, came out. The, the Halo multiplayer issues, I didn't have as many issues. But I went on record with this when we talked about it last year. Um, when it started having its issues, I didn't have many issues with it. The issues were because of like a lack of content and not those weren't unreasonable. Like it got to a point where new updates were so few and far between that even I looked at it and went, that's not an unreasonable criticism. I mean, people made that criticism unreasonably and they fucking suck, but the, the speed with which things were being added to the game, it's got to a point where it was like people were just dipping because there was nothing new being added in the game. And you can only play the same thing over and over again so many times until you need to do something else. Or maybe that's just me and my ADHD brain. But for me, it's just frustrating as somebody who is... I mean, I like I grew up on Halo multiplayer, and I love Halo multiplayer. So I could, yeah. I could boot up Halo Master Chief Collection right now and have a good time for a couple hours. But the the frustration for me comes from, again, it's just the fact that there's just whiffed so many times. And I don't blame anybody... Who made this game like any of the developers who made this game and all that it, it it's max of poor management poor franchise management for a de- what a decade now more and, oh, and frankly as some I, I bought a fucking xbox the year it came out and with halo like i've been in i've, I've yeah. been in it since since it started and i'm i guess i just got a bit angry when we when i was reading the story i was just like ah we've halo's fucked again <laughs> awesome <laughs> tell me something I, I haven't known for the last decade and that's the thing about it it's what i hate even more it's that people like you who love this franchise who gush about this franchise um again slapped in the face every time right now like for me it's nothing for me i like it like you know, i champion more just because because uh, of you and everything and for everyone who loves the game and franchise but it's like like yeah, they they do need to go in off. They need to do something. Um, Hopefully, I agree this what you're is saying. It. They need they need a. Let's be frank. They need their master chief. They need their commander <laughs> to literally focus this franchise. Focus what they're gonna do, and everything. Um, yeah, you can do it. You really can do it. I know, no, there's no doubt about it. We've spoken on many occasions. Developing video games is fucking hard. It is very difficult. <laughs> I, I, very envy, difficult. I envy nobody the task of making these games and then having to listen to me whine about them. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, true. 
um, but yeah, I hope everybody lands on their feet, and I hope they fucking get three, four, three industry studios back back on the way in a grit in, in in the right direction for the fans. This is all I care about. Is for the people who love this franchise. I don't care now if it's for Microsoft or for an Xbox. Just give them a good fucking game because that's what they deserve. Let's have a look, Cs. <laughs> What's next? You know what? Let's stick with the Microsoft. Microsoft insists high, hi-fi rush this. a breakout hit for Xbox and misclaims it underperformed. Watch, watching this new story unfold in real time almost gave me a stroke <laughs> you'll understand microsoft in it insists hi-fi rush a breakout hit for xbox amid claims it underperformed this is from matt wales over at eurogamer he writes xbox's aaron greenberg has insisted tango gameworks hi-fi rush was quote a breakout hit end quote amid claims the critically acclaimed music adventurer quote just didn't make the money it needed to make end quote the claim Hi-Fi Rush had failed to meet Microsoft's financial expectations was made by Giant Bomb's Jeff Grubb during his latest game, Mass Decides podcast. He said during a conversation about the game's release strategy, quote, Based on what I've heard, it just straight up didn't make the money it needed to make. I mean, it got good reviews, the buzz was good, so where do you put the blame for something like that? Is it the price? Was it the shadow drop? Could it have sold more, or is it Game Pass? End quote. Grubb's claim seemed curiously at odds with the previous messaging from Microsoft, which had called Hi-Fi Rush with its 2 billion-plus players, quote, one of the most successful launches for Bethesda and Xbox in recent years, end quote, at the time of Shinji Mikami, Mikami departure from Tango at Games. And now Xbox's vice president of games marketing, Aaron Greenberg, has denied Grubb's claims in even stronger terms on Twitter, calling Hi-Fi Rush, quote, a breakout hit for us and our players in all key measurements and expectations. We couldn't be happier with what with what the team at Tango Gameworks delivered with this surprise release, end quote. That's why we don't do Jeff Grubb stories here on the podcast. <laughs> I made an exception because Microsoft responded pretty fucking quickly. This all happened today. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was just like, I saw the initial thing where old Jazzy Jeff Grubb came out and was like, it missed financial expectations. It didn't hit his financial expectations. And I was like, it was a shadow drop on Game Pass with no prior marketing. <laughs> what financial expectations? <laughs> and then Microsoft came out and basically said the same thing I did. <laughs> Respect. Um, I don't know Jeff Gubb whatsoever. And he has got things right. There's no doubt about it. Uh, a blind squirrel finds a nut eventually. There's no doubt about that. Um, James James Mangold said this to pathetic uh, movie people who were saying they know about his indie indie movie. And I remember that quote. Him saying that. And I was thinking okay. when he's basically said, "How do you know anything about my movie? You haven't seen it, you fucking <laughs> idiots!" <laughs> and the people argued with him, saying, "Well, they've got things right before." And he basically said, "Yeah, a blind squirrel finds a nut eventually." Okay. <laughs> So that's like always it. been in my mind. Um, Jeff Club, I've heard nothing but great things about the man. That gave from I don't like, know him personally. Like for, yeah, I don't know the man personally whatsoever. So I'm, I am literally just taking a little joke. There. It's a little joke, a pokey joke, but it's a joke. Um, 
but then the when it comes to like what like what you said is basically spot on this is a game that literally shadow dropped it came out of nowhere nobody knew about this game whatsoever none of us did because if we did we might have all gone for it on fantasy credit because it's got like a 92 on open credit right now um and it's been critically critically loved and it's a critical darling right now which is fantastic um and like i said the people in xbox will know more about the finances of this game better than no offense jeff grew up and if you really want like and and this is and Aaron Greenberg personally I think he's like you can clearly see from just from the response for me personally is that he's took this heart to personally because it's like this is a game he's probably been really high on in everything and he's fighting this I, and I see why he's done that yeah so. I imagine because yeah Aaron Greenberg like it was it like to be fair it was surprising that Microsoft responded to it as quickly as they did and Aaron Greenberg responded to it in such like clear cut terms like there wasn't much corporate corporate speak going on, right? It was like, no, mate. <laughs> it hit all the measurements. It hit all the measurements we wanted it to hit. And I think part of the reason why it's provoked such a response, and part of the reason why I think if if Aaron Greenberg and Microsoft themselves were annoyed by this coming up in the news cycle, is because Microsoft are currently dealing with something we just talked about before. Oh, you've got no games, mate. So if the one game that they've released so far in 2023 is now having headlines saying, well, this was a disappointment for Microsoft. Like, that's going to piss you off, right? <laughs> yeah. Especially if it's not true. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about it. It's crazy. And, like, sometimes you just, like... <sighs> Jeff Cobb is, is, he, he, is a weird person. Like, he really is. Um, but, you know... He, he gets a he gets a lot of people he gets a lot of listeners he gets a lot of people listening to oh him yeah and sometimes and... take what he says as as truth and everything like that like like when we heard that the um, suicide squad has been being pushed to next year he, he, i think you literally said Old. who's saying this who is saying Old. this <laughs> yeah <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> and everything and but you again. were right like i i just saw the headline i just threw it in just in on when we were talking about it i never really look at the articles until we obviously do the podcast sure because i'm obviously just trying to find stuff nine times out of ten for uh -huh. the podcast uh -huh. for us like how would how how we struggled to find a great uh, main topic today yeah, <laughs> it's true. but um no yeah it's like i don't know man i really don't like like Where Jeff does Grubb, he get the stuff? Like, who the hell saying this stuff? Like to him? Like I've seen. Like my main beef with Jeff Grubb isn't with Jeff Grubb. Jeff Grubb seems like a really lovely guy, right? And like at least from what I've seen on Twitter and heard in podcasts and stuff, and I'm sure he is. <clears throat> like my beef is with people who who throw Jeff things Jeff Grubb has said to me as fact, <laughs> as gospel. Yeah, as gospel. It's like, the Holy Grail. These are facts. Like the Switch Pro. Like. <laughs> Remember how many times Silent Hills coming, you know what I mean, like came up in the last couple of years, and I just kept saying, No, we're not talking about that because it's not happening. Like well, it is coming. It is coming, but like we Took knew like it was like fable. We know Silent Hill is happening. <laughs> but the, the, it was always imminent. <laughs> yeah. And it was soon. And, I could hear they're definitely gonna announce it this E3. Yeah. <laughs> right. And like, I don't know, I just it just annoys me. Like people saying like I get this annoyance with a lot of insiders, more some more than others, where it's just like people saying shit for clout, and it's just like, did 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 you need to say that? Did we need to know it? Is it even true? Like, and sometimes I wish like we would, people would just leak less. <laughs> I guess because sometimes it really just just piss me off, especially when it turns out that plans have changed. Oh, this isn't happening. Oh, that isn't happening. Like, 
Or you go in the complete opposite direction, like that one guy who leaked everything from that Assassin's Creed thing. Got himself in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Dumbass. I haven't heard much about that lately. Haven't heard that much about that guy. <laughs> or Assassin's Creed recently. But um but no, um like so that's where my eye comes from and I play it up for laughs because of the whole Nintendo Switch Pro thing. Like I went to war with people. <laughs> Like I'm allowed, I'm allowed to be a bit of a heel about that, but like it's just it's a weird thing to say. Like if someone at Microsoft has told Jeff Grubb, "Hey, you know, it hit, missed on some key metrics or whatever," do you need to say it? Does it need yeah. to be known? Yeah, because I don't think it does. I think it's just stalking a console war for for fanboys who run around calling everybody Xbox and Sony ponies. Yeah. And I just don't think it needs to be information that needs to be out there. Microsoft has said what they've said about Hi-Fi Rush. Was it last month when Shinji Mikami left Tango Gameworks? You know, hey, it's done really well for us and, it, you know, people love it. And, like, that's all that needs to be said for it. Like, it's not hard-hitting, truth-discovering journalism to say that maybe it missed sales expectations. Like, who cares? <laughs> it's a game that went into Game Pass. What do you, who, what who, do you actually expect? Who cares? Microsoft know what they were doing, and that's yeah. what they wanted. If they've hit the numbers they wanted to hit, and if it's it surpassed those numbers, congratulations to High Five Rush. That's the part that that's the part that annoys me because it's like I interrogate the motivations of all the effect of the information being shared, and a lot of the times I find that it's just for clout and it's just going to stir the pot, and it's like I don't like it when people stir the pot. I don't. Yeah, but sadly, that is the industry in general. Yeah. Or the fanboys in general. Um, one last story, Amy. I would like to request if you can keep Blizzard one till next week. Christ, don't mind. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Horizon Forbidden West. Now supports players with a phobia of deep water. Uh, I was going to request this one. If you, if this wasn't the one, I was going to request this one. So that's good. I got you. This I is from you. Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. He writes. Horizon Forbidden West's Burning Shores expansion arrives tomorrow, or this week. <laughs> It'll bring a greatly expanded world that reaches into the skies and into the very depths of the ocean. That's why Burning Shores is only available on PS5. The PS4 just couldn't handle all those clouds. To prepare for Burning Shores' arrival, <laughs> Forbidden West just received a 13GB update. Besides some behind-the-scenes technical stuff that gets everything ready for the expansion's arrival, today's update also adds several new accessibility features, one of which is labelled Thalassophobia mode. Thalassophobia, for those wondering, is the fear of the ocean. Something I made a video about a couple years ago. It's the sense of overwhelming dread that occurs when you look at unfathomably deep water, the mind immediately conjuring enormous sea beasts that could eat you in a single gulp. It's a little more complicated than that, but I'll let it slide. It's the fear that makes Subnautica <laughs> such, such an amazing horror game, despite being marketed as a survival game. And it's the fear that can keep some people from even stepping foot on a beach, let alone swimming in the ocean. Uh, there was a FAQ for the for the expansion that said, quote, This feature aims to ease the lassophobia symptoms by improving underwater ambient visibility and allowing you to breathe indefinitely, regardless of story progression, end quote. Normally, players would have to unlock the diving mask to swim without fear of drowning, but Thalassophobia mod will let you swim as deep as you like without ever needing to worry about running out of breath. I think it lightens everything up as well so you can see further. Again, it goes to the whole thing of accessibility, and this is fantastic. Like, I know you suffer from I, this. I do. <laughs> um, we've spoken about it on many occasions. It was like one of the reasons why we 
like like you, I didn't realize you were having like like you had problems like, during the play until we obviously spoke about it afterwards when with it takes two. We did. They have I an remember. underwater thing about it and everything. And, it's a hole in the water thing uh, with that big fish. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, and it's like this is fantastic. We're always going to champion these type of things and everything like that. And it's like, not, this is not just the first one to do this. Like, I remember Grounded did this with um, spiders. Arachnophobia mode. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We have arachnophobia mode in Smallland. Which I would just like to point out. That's awesome, by the way. I'd just like to point out, <laughs> as someone who isn't arachnophobic, the things that it turns the spiders into fucking scare the shit out of me. There's <laughs> more worse. I know. It's it grounded, worse yeah, it's fucking worse. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. But no, yeah. Like, like, well done to to the to this team for this and everything. And I won't lie. I'd have a look at this again, Amy. I feel weirdly seen by this. Like, yeah. I never expect in a million years. Like, I've dealt with philosophy for decades, and like, there's like two old to, from a vivid memory of that one level of Tomb Raider two. You know, where it starts underwater and you've got to swim yeah. swim down in the ocean to go to the to go to the boat and stuff and just never being able to finish Tomb Raider 2. Like, yeah. all the way to, like, It Takes Two and, and seeing water sections in the Horizon Forbidden West trailer and being like, shit, like, I might be fucking, I'm gonna be shit out of luck here. <laughs> and it turns out I didn't play much of the game anyway. But yeah. for different reasons. But, like, it's, I feel weirdly seen by this. Like, I never expected in a million years for anyone, any developer, like, to, to ever add a thalassophobia mod to their game where it's like, oh, I might not feel it because it is dread it's a great description right until the part where it's describing more monsters trying to eat you it's like that dread of just like oh it's like it's proper gets inside you or it's just like it's hard to to escape and it's just pixels on a screen you know yeah but it's right there it's like and i feel it like when we played it takes two last year and it was like i was fucking not having a great time <laughs> when we were doing that section um and like I know it's it flares up all the time. Like I try to play Soma, <clears throat> and like the horror parts of the game were tame for me personally. <laughs> but then the game was like, "Hey, go walk across the ocean," and I was like, "This is literally one of the most terrifying things I've ever done in my life." <laughs> and it's not a fear of like being attacked. It's just a fear of the emptiness of the, the vast ocean. I don't know. It's difficult to explain because it, as as with most phobias, it's irrational. So it's difficult to explain where it comes from, but it's not fear of being eaten by a sea monster. Everybody's afraid of being eaten by a sea monster. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. Have you seen Jaws, people? Have you seen Jaws? <laughs> Ironically, one of my favorite films. <laughs> I fucking love Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah this was just a nice thing to, to 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 happen upon where it was just like holy shit like an accessibility option for me i would love to play this dlc just to see if it works yeah i think we uh i think maybe when you don't hear me yeah maybe yeah maybe yeah. you don't need for a few days you get the plenty of time you get the game to the point where this comes up and then and then i'll okay and then and then and, we'll see we'll see and then i'll take a dive and we'll see what happens <laughs> let's see if you throw up on me <laughs> well i've never thrown up <laughs> i've never thrown up over it okay well that is it for moody's time to shine it's now time for cool games to shine amy for good co coming games that are coming out next week cool games to shine I'm changing it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm changing it right now. Cool games. I can shine. see you are. Hell yeah, baby. I was going to do a segue where it was like, cool games coming out next week. And I was like, what isn't coming out next week? But that, that joke was just too much. I couldn't pass it up. Couldn't do that, could you? <laughs> I'd always try to limit myself to two or three games in this section, but it was impossible this week because fucking a million games are coming out. So, cool games to shine. <laughs> Some cool games coming out next week that I think you should keep an eye out for. The first one is coming out on Monday, April 24th on PC in early access. Shadows of Doubt. This was an indie game of the week a couple of months ago. Um, it's and it's a it's a procedurally generated immersive sim detective game and it looks fucking amazing I actually plays amazing i tried it um a couple of months ago and next up we have cassette beast which is definitely not pokemon uh, this is coming out on pc on april 27th it's coming out on consoles later in the year and it's launching in game pass we also have mail time coming on pc on april 27 which is a cute wholesome game where you play a little mushroom fella delivering letters in the forest i'm going to skip that one for a second star wars jedi survivor comes to ps5 xbox series x and s and pc on april 28th you don't need me to explain what that game is it's the fucking star wars game but perhaps the biggest game coming out next week for for, for us anyway really Bramble, the Mountain King, is coming to PlayStation platforms, Xbox platforms, Switch, and PC on April 27th. Moody, what's Bramble, the Mountain King? <laughs> Bramble, the Mountain King is a grim adventure set in a world inspired by dark Nordic fables. Explore the beautiful yet dangerous and twisted land of Bramble in your in, in, in <clears throat> endeavor to rescue your sister. Traverse a woodrous landscape and survive deadly encounters with Bramble's many hideous creatures. I didn't exactly <laughs> just read the description that was in the notes. <laughs> I was going to do that. I was never going to be able to give you a good a good pitch here without Fair reading enough. the notes at all. Um, Bramble is a video game, obviously, that I have worked on. This is my second launch within the many weeks, but this is my first single player game that is launching. That I have personally have put a lot of time in QA testing and development. So if you find a bug, fuck off. <laughs> if you find a bug, about it. If you find a bug, just <laughs> at him on Twitter. Yeah, at me on Twitter. <laughs> at me on Twitter. At bite me. <laughs> <laughs> Underscore Moody. <laughs> bite me, Moody. That sounds like you want someone. You someone wants you to bite them. <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, I'm super proud of this. Uh, for what team have been able to do with this game? The developer Dim Frost have absolutely been amazing. This is their first game that the that they're releasing next week, and they are super excited. Um, I can't wait to to hear everyone's thoughts on this game and everything. Um, the good or the bad, like you know, it'd be a good learning curve and everything like that. I like uh, for all for all of us. And, um, it's it's freaky like it is really freaky when you see your name in credits <laughs> it really is one of those weird things nice. Amy but no I'm it I'm I hope everyone enjoys this game uh, um, yeah have a cracking time with it I really do hope you I enjoy intend yourself. to because as someone who doesn't <laughs> didn't work on this game this fucking looks sick and you can go back I said that before Moody got the job there 
Yes, she used to go in there. I, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know about this game until <laughs> I started developing on it. Yep. So it was at a future game showcase or something or other, and I remember <clears> seeing it, and it was the bit with the where on the water and you're walking across like leaves, is it? And there's like a thing Neck in the and back. Bond. So the thing comes out of the background, and yeah. I was like, "Holy shit, this is an Amy ass Amy game." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, no um, doubt. I'm looking forward to playing it. Yeah, it comes out on everything. It does. It does. Except, except phone, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and tablet people. But um, like, it's normally, like, normally when I list, like when I make a thing, an entry for cool games coming out next week, I'm pretty lackadaisical when it comes to putting the platforms down. I like get the first source and just go, yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> With this yeah, one, yeah. I was like, no, I need to make sure I get this one right. <laughs> <laughs> what platforms <laughs> is it coming out on? <laughs> did actual like research but no it looks cool like i want to play it and i'm really excited to play it i want to play all the games on this list am am i gonna do that of course i'm not there's five of them (laughs) i'm worried i'm not even gonna get around to star wars at this rate but uh but no like yeah check out all those games go wishlist them if you like the look of them go buy them bramble the mountain king go buy it either way i want i want you you can't at him at bite me Spoiler alert, that doesn't exist. But you can, you, can <laughs> you, know there's a, you know there's a Twitter yeah. handle there do that not says bite at, me. Do not add <laughs> the actual bite me Twitter account, whatever that account is. <laughs> play the game, buy the game, play the game, support the game. When you get to the credits, I want you to come up to the QA testers where it says Daffod, is it Daffod Moody or Daffod Mark? Daffod Moody. Yeah, Daffod Moody. Moody, I want you to screenshot that and at me. My Twitter handle is in the bio down below. Bio? My Twitter handle is in the description down below. I forgot what platform I was on. <laughs> I'd love to see some but, screenshots of Daff, of Mooney's name in the credits. That'd be cool. But anyway. I'm very proud of you. Have I mentioned this? I don't know if I've mentioned this. I think I've mentioned, mentioned it. Yes. Yeah. You've mentioned it, yes. I'm proud of you as well. Why? What did I do? I'm just an idiot with a you just, You're just chewing me. You're just an amazing you. I mean, it's true, but thank you. But <laughs> Should we do Open Critic Head to Head? Let's go to Open Critic Head to Head. Let's go to Open Critic Head to Head. Head to Head. This is the game. I don't know what I'm doing. This is the game we play every week, more or less, where we try to guess the Open Critic average of upcoming games. Whoever guesses closest to the score on opencritic.com at the time of recording gets a point if you manage to guess the score correctly you get two points last week we tried to guess the open critic average of dead island 2 a game amy accidentally rented from boomerang <laughs> this i guessed it would get a 66 moody guessed it would get a 59 at the time of recording dead island 2 has an open critic average of 75 oh, which it- we were nowhere, none of us were no close, especially me. <laughs> I did think after the podcast when I'd said 66, I was like, that seems a, like for me, I was like, that's a bit low. I was anticipating around the 70s mark. Just uh, my third thought process was literally the hell this game has gone through. Sure. <laughs> that's, uh, that's my thought process. Uh, I don't mean that nastily towards developers or anything like that who have worked there tire some asses off to get this game out mm-hmm. uh people like it as well yeah i'm hearing like i'm obviously i'm seeing negative reviews from negative <clears throat> nancy's who hear everything but 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Your opinion's valid unless you're a dick about it. The but I'm seeing like reviews from people who are saying like this game they're loving this game. This game is awesome. And I'm like, that's fantastic. That's great. Dude. That's what we want to hear, you know? We don't want to hear the dickheads or anything like that. We want to hear the people who are enjoying this game, so. Yeah. And yes, yes, dickheads, your opinion is do Again, valid, I guess. don't mind hearing the opinions of people who are critical of the game. Mind hearing people who are being dickheads about it. <laughs> I think that's a fair distinction to make, right? Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations hey. to the team. Damn Buster Teams. Studios. <laughs> you brought it They've across it, the finish they, line. Yeah, they got it across the finish line. How how much was it like watching Frodo what climb up Mount Mordor for you guys? I have to ask that. <laughs> of how long this game has been in development. I'm interested to see how much it's different from the demo I played nine yes, years that's ago. True. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm fascinated by that as well, actually. Think about that. No, you're the only one out of us who've played this, so or played one version of this game. <laughs> you played a version of this I game. I did. A version that never came out and doesn't exist. I sometimes think about that, you know. Like, you know, I play a lot of demos, right? Yes, you do. Like, at shows and, and on Steam, at Steam Next Fest and for Indie Game of the Week and stuff. I wonder how many games I've played that, A, just don't exist. Just, I've played a demo of it and it flat it just flat out never fucking came out. <laughs> and then, like, on the flip side of that, I've played a demo for a game, but then, like, it's changed completely and I've just played a version of the game that will never see the light of day. And I think about that sometimes. I find it a bit weird. Yeah. But anyway, the current scores are Amy 8, Moody 6. We have had one draw. We're doing two this week. Two. We're going to start putting those banked ones to use. We got two. I decided not to put Bramble up for this. I was never going to put a score on that. Because of that, but also it, it <coughs> could have led to an awkward conversation. <laughs> Amy, what do you think Bramble's going to get? Fucking 60. What? <laughs> I would never have said 60. <laughs> Maybe for a joke. To just, to just, to just see if I get a bite, but no. Um, we get, the first one we're going to do, the last case of Benedict Fox, which is uh, that Metroidvania game that's coming out to Xbox next week. Hmm. I didn't put it in cool games because for the fucking five was the limit. <laughs> I, I got to five and I was like, I can still see more. And I was like, I got to stop myself at some point. <laughs> well, Vitz will finally have a game coming out. <laughs> He's got oh, on You got Terranil. Terranil was in. Oh yeah. I've got, I've got to try that. Me too. I've got to try a lot of games. I've got to try a fucking lot of games. <laughs> I'm so behind. <laughs> Just but, um, set aside a week, right? Gather all of the games that you want to play, right? So June then. And just try a couple hours of each one and see which ones you want to stick with. Boom. I might have to do something like that, yeah. I think I'll have to do something like that. Uh, Amy, you first. What do you think? What do I think? The last case of Benedict Fox. I don't know. A lot of people are excited for this game. And for me, I love the art style. I love the the weird fiction, Lovecraftian horror elements to it. Yeah. But it's never really grabbed me in a way where I'm like, I have to play this, you know. But obviously, like, I'm not game critics. So, <laughs> um, so 69. <laughs> <laughs> I'm retiring that joke because Elon Musk keeps doing it over and over again. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he removed all the all the verified badges yesterday because it was 420. <laughs> Joke's on you, dickhead. It was 24 over here. Um, 
I'm going to go 77. That's where I'm going for the last case of Benedict Fox. 79. 79. I figured we'd be pretty close. Now, the other game that we're doing open critic head-to-head for this week is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I don't know if you remember. You remember. I don't know if you remember. First game, a little bit buggy when it came out. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a little bit buggy. And I mean, I didn't get hit by nearly as hard as a lot of other people did with that. With that. But uh, I did have one boss fight. One boss in a boss fight. The boss just fucking evaporated or something. Just fucking disappeared. Um, that was weird. Fallen Order had an open critic of 82. Yeah, I've just looked it up. And it's like, okay. If they've fixed the bugs, or if it's less buggy when it comes out, the only other thing I can remember being annoying about that game that I think other people found annoying was, like, traveling around the map. That was really fucking yeah. annoying. So if they fixed that, that one ice too, level, that was just nothing but a pain in the ass. Oh, with the Sonic the Hedgehog bits where you slid yeah, down yeah, all yeah. over the place, and it was like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember that being a pain. So I'm hoping they fix that too, because if they have, it's going to get more than an 82. Obviously, the story being good and all that stuff. Like, yeah, the first one was, but yeah. 85. The force is strong with this one. Force is even stronger with this one, Naomi. 91. Yowza. I think they've delayed, they, like we already know, they delayed this back a couple of weeks to get it smoothed out. I think they feel they've got something incredible here and they needed that a little bit long, just like the, last of, the first Last of Us needed. They delayed it and the, like they've said it, that, that delay smoothed out and ironed out that game to turn it into a 9, 10 out of 10 type of game. I'm praying to God that this is the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. 91. I'm going I for it. Like, what the fuck? You know what? I'm just going to go fuck for it, it. right? Fuck it. Wait, Star you see Wars what... Jedi Survive. Wait, you see what I guess for Zelda in a couple of weeks. Actually, we might do that early. 99. <laughs> One! Hundred, it's the perfect game. <laughs> Probably around about what I thought Avengers was going to get. Yeah. Or at least the, what the dice told me Avengers was going to get. <laughs> dice roll, dice roll. I'm not dice rolling fucking Zelda. But, uh, but yeah, no, no, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, man. Like, it snuck up on me. Like, as someone who has a calendar with all the video games release dates in it, right? And, like, I'm pretty in, I'm pretty attuned. It's not like I forgot that it was coming out at the end of April, but it's more just, like, for some reason, I just wasn't paying any mind until I was writing these show notes and I was putting in, like, games coming out next week, and it was, like, Star Wars, and I was like, holy shit, Star Wars is coming out in a week. So it snuck up on me, weirdly. Yeah. Um, Understandable, yeah, it really has. Especially, like, without, like... Because I won't lie, I think it's well because we've been like very distracted by other things, mm-hmm. like I mean, Picard uh, <laughs> and everything, and other games that we've been playing. And yeah, it has really just snuck up and everything. But I think this game, hope I'm crossing fingers that 
like I enjoyed Fallen Order, but like the like for a lot of people, just like for a lot of people, the bugs held it back from me from me saying it was a great Star Wars game. <clears throat> I'm hoping this one is gonna be that game. With them holding it off, with them delaying it and to fine tune it even more. That for me that puts puts me puts them in puts them in a, a good stead for me. I mean, hey, if they've got more Marin in this game, ten out of ten. Game of the year. Just saying. <laughs> I'm easy like that. Because of how I played it, she, I only she was the last person I got, and then I went to the main quest. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I mean. That's what, I did the same thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there was a disappointing lack of Marin in this. <laughs> in in in, well, in Fallen I've Order. seen trailers and everything, and they've dropped trailers. Um, and so you do see her a lot in it, so. I avoid a lot of trailers. It's weird. It's like, we we do showcases and press conferences and directs and stuff. There's like live reactions at E3, right? And Gamescom and Game Awards. And like, every now and again, we'll watch a showcase. But like, if like you drop fucking Star Wars Jedi Fallen, uh, Jedi Survivor trailer on a random day, like with no, like, I'm probably not going to watch it. And that's nothing against you or the trailer. It's just like, <laughs> I just don't. I don't watch a lot of trailers that don't come with showcases. Like, how many times have we sat down where it's been like, oh, this trailer came out for, for this game, and I just went, didn't see it. <laughs> Understandable. Like, it's going to be very interesting. There's no doubt about that when it comes to this game. But I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for the game. I loved Fallen Order, so... I like I said, I I very much enjoyed it, and I am looking forward to seeing this. Was, like that ending for Fallen Order was incredible. It was incredible. Oh yeah. Oh shit. It's basically shit. the end of Rogue One, <laughs> yeah. but against you this yeah. time. And it's, it's amazing. It's, it's the end of Rogue One, but you're not watching. You're playing. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna be fascinated to see what they do with this one. I hope. I hope that. Whatever the story is, I hope that like whatever they do, just does the, they have a proper good current ending for itself? How they want to do it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to be very fascinated to see what Absolutely. happens and whatnot. So. The first Star Wars thing I've done since Rise of Skywalker. Probably, yeah. I think that, that really came probably out, is. It came out because you don't you haven't watched, to my knowledge, any of the Mandalorian. You've just not been interested in it. Um, I haven't seen any of the stuff. Any of the I haven't shows. seen Andor. Um, that one's on my list. Bad, Didn't you watch... Oh, no, this came out before Rise of Skywalker, so no, never mind. Yeah, because Fallen Order came out, and then Rise of Skywalker came out. Yeah, but yeah, I was going to say, but you, 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 I'm pretty sure you said you've watched the f- Clone Wars finale. No. No? No. Hmm. I've barely, I need to watch most of the series. <laughs> the order's wonky. I'm a very I'm I'm a very casual like even before Rise of Skywalker destroyed my interest in Star Wars, uh, f- temporarily, hopefully. Um, I was I would what I would classify myself as is a casual Star Wars fan. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Like, yeah. that's probably like, why a- that's probably why I took so much psychic damage from Rise of Skywalker, because I just I'm I'm invested but not like. Oh, I was never all the way in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you were excited with what happened in the Last Jedi and everything, and then then decided just to yeah. throw it out the fucking window. <laughs> I was talking to my friend about Rise of Skywalker actually, because um, we, we were talking about movies in general, 
and like how like i need time after seeing something to process to decide what i thought of it if that makes sense because i just need to sit with yeah. it for a bit rise of skywalker was only one of about six examples in my entire life where part way through it <laughs> i went oh no <laughs> This is terrible. <laughs> I can remember sitting in the cinema. There was, and, and my parents had sat next to me, and the movie's happening. And I was about halfway through, and I looked at my watch because I was wearing my smartwatch. And I went, and then because I looked at my watch, and I was like, "Fucking hell, it's only been on for forty minutes." And in that moment, my brain clicked, and I went, "Oh shit, <laughs> I don't like this." <laughs> it happens. How do you rarely. think? Me, how do you think me and Sophia felt? We went. And did a triple bill. I remember. We watched Force Awakens, then The Last Jedi at the cinema, and then did Rise of Skywalker. I and can't we were fault like, you. Oh, we were, Force Awakens, I love Force Awakens. It brought Star it's Wars back film. and made it's me feel film. like Star Wars. Last Jedi, I absolutely adore and think it's an incredible film. And I stand by that to the end of the till the end of days yeah. for that. And I was excited thinking, all right, here we go. Let's do this. <laughs> and I was oh. very, <laughs> all I, I built up from episode seven and eight died by the end <laughs> it was of so that bad. episode nine. It, it was really so was. Bad. It really, really was. Last year, that uh, was great. It had its flaws for sure. But yeah, the, yeah. The I central, agree. the central theme of just like actually, like you know, anyone can be a hero. Fucking amazing for a star wars thing and then rise of skywalker just took last jedi and wiped its ass with it and it was just like why did you have to do that <laughs> abrams <laughs> he knows how to start a franchise he can't finish for shit <laughs> title of his sex tape that's gonna do it for episode 348 words about me podcast Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this journey. It's been a weird one. Lots of news. None of it main topic worthy. But we made it work somehow. We still did the two hours. This episode was not shorter. <laughs> we just... Whenever we have a thing where we go, oh, maybe this episode is going to be shorter, we go off... We allow ourselves to just go off on weird tangents. <laughs> it's like it's hard-coded into our, both our fucking brains that it's like, no, we will sit here for two hours. <laughs> Yeah. No matter what. Fucking dinosaur rampage outside. Mooney went to finish this fucking podcast. <laughs> There's a dinosaur rampage outside? It might be. I don't know. We're finishing this podcast oh. either way. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's going to do it, though. Mooney, do you have any final thoughts to close yeah, out? Yeah, I have podcast? some final thoughts out there. We've seen a lot of craziness that goes on out in the world and everything like that. But I just want to say this, this, these, these things for everyone out there who listens to us and appreciates our voice and everything like that. The lesson I want us to all to learn is that it doesn't matter what everyone looks like. You can be tall, short, or fat, or thin, ugly, or handsome. You can be black, or yellow, white, or anything. It doesn't matter. What does matter is the size of your heart and the strength of your character. And I hope everyone uh, can just be kind to everyone out there over the, over the weekend and just be nice. And just be awesome. Just be awesome because you are awesome. You are all awesome out there. And I want you just to remember that. And that's it. Are you sure?
I'm forgetting one. Sorry. There it is. That's <laughs> going to do it. See you later, everybody. Live long and prosper. <laughs>